0: Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Um, I
1: I do like, we're started now. We're here. This is the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Alice Bronson. This is... Emily, is it Ren? It is
2: Ren. Ren? You got Wren it. Ren or Ren? I say Ren.
1: Ren? Ren sounds better.
2: Yeah, it's like the bird, but with a Y. No,
1: like Ren and Stimpy.
2: Oh, yeah, there's also that.
1: Ren Stimpy. I've never known how to say your name until right now, like specifically. So I feel very uh, enlightened. Thank yeah, you.
2: We're going to discover so many things tonight. I hope today. so. Uh, I'm
1: going to enjoy some coffee.
2: Real yeah, quick. ditto. Let's just slurp into the mics.
1: Oh, I love it. I know some people hate that, and it's just for you people out there. Um,
2: <laughs> hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, had a little bit of a hectic morning, but I'm drinking that coffee. Doesn't that
1: suck when it's the weekend and your morning's hectic? Yeah,
2: it's a different kind of hectic though.
1: Different kind of hectic.
2: Yeah, I'm not like it's you pro- know a slave to the system. A productive. I'm a hectic. slave to myself.
1: <laughs> Oof, isn't it? Well, some people. I imagine some people aren't slaves to themselves at all, and they're not very self-serving. And you know, was there an earthquake? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know where i was going with it's that. okay <laughs> i had to make the joke and yeah get it <laughs> all train of thought gone left the station um
2: yeah i know what you mean like some people don't serve themselves in being productive in their free time quote guil- unquote. guilty yeah.
1: guilty this whole room would not have been cleaned without help <laughs>
2: <laughs> it looks great it smells fine yeah, we're good I, I didn't
1: do that <laughs> I have no idea. I like I light a candle. It's like whiskey and tobacco or something. I'm like I gotta Ooh. I gotta set like a like a Sherlock Holmes mood every time someone comes in, and uh, I don't think it ever.
2: I'm ever not getting works. Sherlock Holmes, but I like the idea.
1: <laughs> She's like I, I would have never pegged you for a smarty <laughs> with a Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh cool um are you from here originally
2: so i i mean i've been here for over 20 years so yeah okay You're i grew up partially i'm very from here i grew up partially in the burbank la area okay yeah, my mom cool. was doing an acting
1: so like the like nice no like relaxed part of la sure sure
2: i mean it's i don't have a really great memory um mm. Of my childhood
1: cool i'm just gonna ask you nothing but childhood questions no good just let's bring up blanks. all the stuff it'll ooh, just spark ooh. spark something
2: <laughs> um, no i uh mostly what i what i remember is like my feet getting burnt from walking on the pavement because it was hot and the northridge earthquake oh, and in
1: 2003
2: it would no it was in 1993 or
1: four i forgot oh i was not even born yeah i was How alive
2: I'm 31. You're
1: 31? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
2: brah. I had no idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I didn't, I don't have like a ton of like, oh man, I remember this one time in Burbank, but um, mm-hmm. it's nostalgic when I go back, um, just like being in the area, being in LA.
1: I get more and more comfortable each time I go to LA, but there's a couple times I've, there's the homeless problem right now is. It's Just, really it, intense. I, don't, I hate to say it's a problem, but like it is a problem. Um, it It's crazy. It's a it,
2: societal problem. What did you say? Wait, what did you say? I said it's really intense.
1: It is everywhere. Everyone's intense.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Wait, I'll what wait. did she say? Because
1: <laughs> I was going to make the joke and then she beat me too. <laughs> and then you didn't even realize. Yeah, so everyone's intense Um, or not. They're shopping carts. It's a real shopping cart shortage there, but, um, no, it is crazy. The amount of homeless people there. I, if I, like, if I was homeless, I don't even think my instinct would be to go with the rest of the fucking yeah. homeless people.
2: Well, I think there's also, there's something to be said about like wanting community and oh, safe space. So, so you're not like alone. Beautiful. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't have any like real information on that. I've never like lived that, you know, but. That's what I could imagine anyway.
1: That You're right. I think there is community there. There's a community aspect. And once everyone's going through a similar struggle, you can all relate and then you can all help each other. Um, there's this uh, podcast I listened to, the Skeptic Tank podcast. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he did a like a remote podcast with this homeless girl outside of like a Seven Eleven, And uh, it's just such a trip to see like how they live their lives differently and yeah. see how um, like – what little like life hacks they have to use totally. and how they put up with people treating mm-hmm. them less than a person. And I'm still guilty of that. It's so difficult to like usher myself through like, you know, a plaza and there's a homeless person and be like, Oh God, like, don't, don't bother yeah. me. I have no cash. Like-
2: no, totally. I think part of it is somewhat of a mirroring. I think we're all really scared because we know that it's not that far off.
1: That's a great way to put it. I've never heard that expression, but I knew immediately what it meant.
2: Yeah. Like, I think it's, I grew up really poor and we were never homeless, but like we lived in hotels for a while. Mm-hmm. And also like, I'm a single mom mm-hmm. and I don't know how, like sometimes, you know, I've not known how I'm going to pay rent the next month. Mm-hmm. And like, if I lost my job and like all of these other things and I don't have like a huge fallback. So I know it's like, it's kind of always on the precipice. Like I know yeah. I'm not that close, you know, it's not like, oh my God, but so many people you don't little, realize how close they are are Mm -hmm. or how realistic it is where it's like it's not like these most people aren't just like oh yeah this is like a decision i'm making because i'm lazy or whatever it's like like situational
1: if the right line of people die in my life i'm homeless yeah there's no i'm homeless you know
2: there's a i don't know it's it's hard and it's hard to confront that and there's also people like i've been harassed before too so i understand like you know people Mm. asking for money and stuff and so it's a it's a strange i think as a society we're weird about money and shelter and it's hard to look at
1: i mean yeah no i think that's a good way to put it like we are weird about money and shelter because i don't want to be in a tent for very long it's funny how people uh pay to go camp and homeless people will do it for free. Uh, <laughs> like they're like, hey, I I, 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 better go ask them how they do it. <sighs> it's even here in town with the fact that the riverbeds have been like
2: yeah.
1: cleaned out and then right back to where it started, which I think is hilarious because it's like that's exactly what the fuck was going to happen. We all said it.
2: Yeah, there's um, just – it wasn't a great plan. I mean, I don't know enough about it to, like, speak knowledgeably, but, like, I see the effect that it had, especially around that time. Like, I live near – not there, but, you know, like, on that side mm-hmm. of town, and um, my car got broken into right after that. I mean, I may have left it unlocked, to be fair, because I'm a space cadet. But, but
1: regardless, like uh, – like- It's it's not your shit. Don't break into people's cars. It's unlocked. That's not your car. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
2: And that was the first time I felt like, (laughs) oh, I opened (laughs) up my glove box and I realized like somebody took everything out of my glove box and I put such weird shit in there. Like, I'm glad my social security card wasn't in there. Yeah. Weird shit
1: like that wasn't in there. Like,
2: (laughs) great. You got all my trash and tampons. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) They,
1: They need those though. I'd never even realized how much of a problem, like access to any sort of sanitary product like that for homeless yeah. people is I'm like, "Oh shit, they have periods too." Fuck.
2: No, totally. And that's the thing is like we dehumanize people when we see people in a situation we don't want to be in.
1: I mean, it's like a sense of tribalism and mm-hmm. it, it it makes a whole lot of sense cuz like if you think about like the uh, mm-hmm. safety of a community and like these people that could interfere or like harm your loved ones, you yeah. you are- you know, you're going to go, "Give me my fucking kids. I'd rather insult the homeless person and keep my family safe than" you know, lend out a hand and get burned.
2: Right. I think there's also, it just starts a cycle of like non-empathy and non-understanding too though. Like it's hard. It's hard to have those kind of boundaries. You just have to be really like aware as as somebody who has kids, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course I want to protect my kids no matter what. And if I ever felt like they were in a situation that was not safe, I would remove them from the situation and I would do whatever it took. But it's also like, hey, like again, like showing them, empathy and humanity and things like that i don't know it's always a fine line
1: i don't know and honestly sometimes it feels really good and i'm like i was a good person today yeah i was extra (laughs) nice to the smelly guy so like you know and then sometimes i've give all i've i've also given people money that are obviously Mm -hmm. in need of it or they're requesting it or they have you know a sign and i'm just like oh i want my money back that was a horrible interaction I didn't like that at all. Right. And I when always feels tried coerced. To look, yeah, yeah, exactly. I
2: understand. That's why like I, anytime anybody is like making a thing or doing a thing, it's like, yeah, here's some support money. It, like yeah. you're doing something to support yourself or your family mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, you're helping support. So
1: I saw this kid. He couldn't have been older than me. Mm-hmm. He was younger than me. Just standing on the fucking corner in front of Starbucks with a sign. And I'm like, walk in. They have jobs. I don't work there anymore. Take my job. It's right fucking <laughs> there. Go in there. They hire people. What are you doing? Like, at least talk to someone because everyone's going to be like, oh, at least this one's trying. And then next time you come and be like, hey, could I have a water? Like, oh, sure. Do you want this coffee? You know? Yeah. Anything. Like, just when people are so supportive when they see you attempting to do things. Mm -hmm. And I found out that they were like that when I started this fucking podcast. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah, so excited. I'm like, you've never been nice to me before. What's your your end game? (laughs) You're not coming on the podcast. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, there's something really like, It's exciting for people to see people doing something they like, Mm -hmm. you know, like for my kids, my biggest goal for them is just like find a thing you're into, like anything. I don't care what it is, Mm -hmm. anything, as long as you're not hurting people like anything
1: yeah just well, have something if you could make your kids grow up to be something specific what would you what would you make them be
2: I really don't have that in my head I
1: know that's what I'm asking yeah I like, don't know make something I
2: just like all I want for my kids is it's like not a career thing and that's something like that I've had to a lot to do like confront within myself is that my value as a person isn't what I do for a job mm. it's the uh, things yeah, I do outside agreed, of it Agreed.
1: It, and I hate when people like put so much emphasis on their job and I don't get any personality or like I'm afraid of that. That's my big fear.
2: Yeah. I think it's like, there's a difference between like some people have job jobs that are also their career and also Mm -hmm. their passion, but that's, Mm -hmm. Fucking really rare mm-hmm. most people have job jobs and they have yeah. something they love to do yeah. and they m- want to make it a career or not and then you know they have the rest of their life um i've been doing the monday through friday grind like really hard for the last few months and it's mm-hmm. not my style it is <laughs> not great you, for me I, oh,
1: <laughs> same it, and it, it really sucks that there's not like a greater way actually you know what i think because of the way things are going with like online uh Stores and mm-hmm. online, like just creative outlets. I think people are finding new ways to make careers for themselves, oh, or, totally. le- or at least make money for themselves, where they don't totally have to be in some automated environment. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Like when people get mad about, um oh, these self-checkout lines are putting cashiers out of work, and I'm like, good. Maybe they'll go paint or do something cool, and they could like make money off that or something. You know? Yeah. I, I get excited.
2: Yeah, about it's it's really like for me the most valuable thing is time, and that's a lot what I've been missing doing this job I have to do to like support my family right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it won't be forever and it'll, it'll change. And I'm excited for the future of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, time is so important and energy is so important where it's like, I can do inane bullshit. I mean, that's not what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm like, uh, have a big girl job, you know, but, <laughs> um, I can do whatever for a certain amount of time, as long as it gives me enough, like physical and mental energy to be able to do the work I want to do afterwards
1: I would rather have a shitty job that allows me to focus on what I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. than have a great job or a good job that takes all that time and energy away from what I really want to do with my life yeah so that's why I'm like fuck yeah I'll work at Starbucks or totally I was a server for
2: years and it like that's one of the like speaking of like dehumanizing people like (laughs) You know, people don't get it. It's, like, at one point, it was, like, dude, I make more than a doctor an hour right now. Like, I'm working at this nice-ass restaurant. That's like, awesome. relax. It's not, it's not always been like that, you know, but, yeah. like, occasionally it is. There's just – it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of intelligence to be able to work with people. And I think that's another thing that people don't, like, focus on is, like – um, emotional intelligence or social Mm. interaction is like really highly valued. I think especially nowadays, I don't know if this is true or if I'm just getting old, but like interacting with like a younger generation is getting harder and harder. Oh,
1: it's, it's disgusting. I don't like interacting with them because I just mow through them. I thought I was like part of the annoying young generation. Mm. And even I'm like a grumpy old, I get called, (laughs) I get called boomer by all my friends now. It's (laughs) fucking hilarious. And, um, I got heckled at a comedy show and someone was like, okay, boomer, for a joke I made. And to be fair, it was a joke about someone sagging their pants and I was like, fair call, but fuck you, you're you're definitely older than me. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but yeah, uh, I don't know how people do it with people younger, like these high school kids, because I live by the high school, Mm -hmm. they're always walking by and they're just socially awkward. They don't know how to like fucking shuck and jive on a sidewalk or if I'm like getting in my car, they lose their shit. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to be relatable. These no, young no, kids today, young what do they kids. do? Are they- no, I
2: think. Well, I think it's really just about like being able to communicate in any sort of social, and like it doesn't have to be the way I communicate. Like, if it's on your phone, like great. Like, but be able to say what you need and what you want and be able to relate to people or just like look people in the eyes when you're talking to them. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm sounding real old. I looked away when true. you said that. I was like, yeah. I'm not looking in your eyes anymore. <laughs> it's um, not happening. It,
1: you know, I think just because there's a versatility in the way people can communicate when they're older than the younger generation or whatever, same thing probably happened with the greatest generation, boomers, no, Gen exactly. X. They just had something like, Oh, these fucking T V or Oh, everyone's that's, sucking the a newspaper. It. Yeah. So everyone communicates very differently and I think that eventually even they will be like, oh, these fucking psychic no, kids, totally. these like VR, <laughs> VR kids communicating with each other, you know. I,
2: yeah. And maybe it's not generational. Maybe it's just that, like, it, it's humans. I think yeah. humans have a hard time actually having conversation. And, I, you know, maybe they just don't want to have fucking small talk. You I know? don't want to have
1: small talk. I don't. As soon as someone starts small talking to me, I'm 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 falling asleep. I'm yawning. I'm getting yeah, out of the room. Hard. I'm out of the conversation.
2: It's something that I've learned throughout the work as a server. I've done like you got to do that. I'm not like here. Let me tell oh, me your yeah, deepest yeah, yeah. secrets. So you know? well,
1: I mean, oh gosh, I know. So, sometimes it's really funny. I worked at Walgreens for a little over a year, and mm-hmm. I've never learned so much about humans yeah. in my entire life than experiencing, like. Walgreens is interesting because it's set up where it's like baby products, like children's toys, Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like uh, medicine, and then there's like elderly care. And it's literally, if you look at it, well, it starts with makeup, and it's like, okay, so you put the makeup on to get an attractive Uh date, then you – there's the um, family planning section, yeah. and then there's the diaper section. It's a, life, cycle section. In it's one a store. Whole life in It's a whole life in the rows. And I yeah. remember sitting there. I wasn't even high. And I was like <laughs> s- sitting there, and I was just freaking out behind the counter. And I was like, it's all right here. And then there's the pharmacy at the end where you get your end-of-life drugs yeah. and all this elderly it's care. It's a
2: perfect place to contemplate mortality.
1: Oh, I- exactly. So like all these people walking in and being strange walks of life. Um, I had a point to this, but I, you, I experienced so much and learned so much about humans and how mm-hmm. small talk, sometimes I definitely want the small talk. Yeah. Because sometimes some people, you can
2: only be surface level with people, man.
1: I don't want to be anything more <laughs> people. They'll tell me things and I'm like, ah, didn't ask, uh, didn't want to know, fuck. You know, there's that meme about like, oh, I don't I don't want small talk. Let's talk about sex, drugs, and aliens. And I'm just like. No, fucking keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, I'm totally just trying depends. to serve you coffee or exactly. give you your bubble gum. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Fucking weirdo. Some of that stuff needs to stay surface level. Yeah,
2: go to a bar. Yeah, <laughs> Talk to that bartender. Oh,
1: God. yeah, exactly.
2: This is not for fluorescent lighting. <laughs>
1: <sighs> coffee break. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that was a great. That was so easy. Yeah. You're a great conversationalist. Well, thank you. That that was blowing by. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> good, good. When did you, so you've been here for 20 years?
2: Yeah. It's a long time. It is a long time. I don't plan on staying here. Where do you want to go? Uh, my mom actually lives up in Tigard in Portland. So, I, oh, okay. Or near Portland. Mm-hmm. So my plan is to actually move this summer. You hipster. I know. You
1: perfect stereotype. I know.
2: It's hard because it's like I haven't.
1: I'm going to go to Portland and be like, Emily. No, it's not her. Emily. <laughs> exactly. It's not her. They it's all look a-
2: like her. <laughs> there's so many short bangs here. I can't get enough. Um, no, I, it's complicated, but you know, I have, I have had, have kids here and their dad lives here and their other family is here and I've never wanted to like disrupt that, but yeah. it's like there's not enough opportunities here mm-hmm. uh, for me. Well, as career and the career mm-hmm. that I do have and then as my actual like, passion. passion and for my kids, you know, like I want them to be in a in a space where they can choose to do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a lot. Well, it
1: I'm, takes a I, lot of then I'm finagling. glad they're not going to be here if yeah. that's the case. I, I always question whether I'd want to have a kid raised in like a hectic city yeah. or like a countryside or like a you know, small town because mm-hmm. I grew up in small towns. But like, I'm also like, shit. I need to put these fuckers in the city so they get some street smarts and some balls. Yeah, bombs or on just them. Some then, culture. You know.
2: you know, and it's fun. Like I like Lompok a lot. It's just like it's aged out for me you know that's
1: okay you can you can cycle out of things and I think that's uh important for people to find out for themselves
2: yeah because you know I don't want to resent the place that I live and it has nothing to do with the place it's just like California's fucking expensive I
1: hate that I hate for
2: me to get a better job than I have now I'd have to commute a lot you know and like there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of community for teenagers and my kids are 12 and 10 really yeah so it's, like, there's they're not a... they
1: careening towards adolescence. They're careening <laughs>
2: towards it real fast, you know? And, like, I know what I did, and I was a weirdo, and I was, like, playing on street corners mm-hmm. and, like, getting into trouble. Yeah. And, like, that's fine, but, like, I want more options. Whereas... Oh, my kids <laughs> my kids are going
1: to be uh, nerds. Yeah. They can't do any of this shit I did. And I was a good fucking two-shoes, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I, I'm going to make my kids be boring little assholes. Yeah. They're going to have no... Nothing. am going to be like, no. Our, I, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday uh-huh. uh, about like cussing in front of our kids. And I was like, ah, no, which is ridiculous. I don't know if anyone that's listening would yeah. be like, yeah, right, asshole.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, you have all of these ideas before you have kids about how you're going to raise them. And then it gets completely but like, no. Destroyed. But like just
1: recently, I, it just switched where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be like super like normal like no cussing <laughs> in front of them no drinking in front yeah. of them we're not gonna have them watch r-rated movies because i had a very fucking like disjointed kind of upbringing yeah where it was like r-rated movies cussing drinking drugs around i'm like ah yeah and i'm um, i i turned out fine
2: yeah i think we'll i see. think you're you seem fine <laughs> oh.
1: yeah it's, it's been 20 minutes on the dot so we'll see
2: we'll <laughs> surface see. level
1: gone two hours in yeah
2: um yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's something, there's something to be said about people like life is never fucking easy. And like, you're always going to put your kids through something, even if you try really hard. Um, but you want to make the best life for them as possible. And whatever that means to you, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: I don't I'm, I don't want them to be spoiled, but no. I don't, don't want to put them through like heartache and hardships. Like I you know, thought I had.
2: Yeah. No, I think it's just I think it's just about being really honest. I think that's the most important thing. I think you're right. It's like honesty. Like, again, like.
1: As a non-parent, I think you're right. Yeah, good,
2: good. <laughs> oh, Dallas approved. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. My parenting skills. Um, yeah. For me, I think with any relationship, it's about honesty. And I don't know. It's, uh, that's my, my highest goal.
1: I mean, honestly, like <laughs> it fucking. Who keeps up the lies? It's too hard.
2: It just tastes – it's can't a just, bad you're taste, always like, You're
1: always, like, shielding people and lying and doing things, and then your kid finds out, and then they resent you, and you're like, oh, I was trying so hard. Yeah. It's horrible.
2: Yeah, it's just being honest. Like, when I have a bad day, like, I'm not taking it out on them, but I'm like, dude, I don't – I'm not having a good day. I'm grumpy. Like, I don't feel good. Like That's so interesting. Like, I had a long day at work. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are – like, I need a second. I'm going to put myself in a timeout. You guys do your thing. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just being – Honest about, I think emotions without like putting them on to them. Yeah, it's a lot of finagling, a lot of balancing.
1: You make it sound very interesting, and I don't know if it's because like I'm reaching that age, but every day that passes, I'm like, I could have a kid,
2: I could do that. Yeah, I could have it. This is my one thing about if you ever want to have kids, imagine doing it alone
1: uh i i usually do yeah exactly. I, I usually think of it's like just me and my little guy yeah my, me and my butt. because I, I think know. a
2: lot of people are like oh we want to have kids we want to make a person together <laughs> that, let me
1: clarify i don't want anyone else to be the mother of my children other than Kylie. Well, of course but i also imagine myself being completely alone with like a little like a pet yeah. or like a my little bro, my little friggin' yeah, your guy. little dude. And they just raise him. I just, I, I, don't know what movies I'm watching that makes me like, yeah, we're gonna be on the road together and. Just it's some town sort of to apocalypse town. situation. Yeah. Oh, the road, it's, literally the road. it's god. literally the road. Oh god, please no! That movie breaks my I heart. I can't.
2: I, I was, I was having a conversation yesterday. I think, oh my kids were getting their haircut and mm-hmm. we were talking to yesterday. They're getting bangs. They were getting like short you. bangs too. Okay. It's that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were talking about horror movies, and I really like horror movies. Yes. And when I was younger, like all oh, the gory shit, it didn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whatever, and like sex and gratuity. It's like, yeah, I get it. And now as I get older, I'm a lot more sensitive because people are scarier than like ghosts.
1: You took this conversation in the correct direction because okay, cool. this is exactly what I was going to bring up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. go ahead.
2: No, that was it. It's okay. just like, basically, I've That's become more sensitive to fear as of
1: mine older. is I'm going to have kids, and they're going to. Fucking ruin movies for me, and I'm not going to be like I can't watch this. This is so fake. But her head's still off. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like anything involving children is like really hard for me. Of like being in a situation. Gosh.
1: And that's so crazy because I literally am excited about this show on HBO because someone said, "Oh, you see this kid mauled in the first episode," and I'm like, "Yeah, baby." So, but
2: yeah, I don't know. I I'm just I'm a little more sensitive now.
1: It's so weird because. If you asked me this last year, I'd be like, oh, I fucking hate kids. I kick them in the shin when I see them. But now I'm like, I can't wait to have a kid so we can kick other fucking kids in the shin (laughs) for me. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Movies. Like, I get fucked up about movies sometimes. And I'm like, why did that get me this time? Yeah,
2: sometimes it's really random. I I also, like, I do suffer from, like, some mental illness and, like, anxiety and things like that. But I must have been in a weird... Uh-oh. Zone and Uh-oh. I watched the movie Chappie. Oh,
1: okay. I've years never, ago. No spoiler. All right, you spoil it all no, you no, want. No, no, no,
2: no, no. And it was like, you know, part of it was it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. I was like so sad. It like did something to me, and I have never seen it again. Was it? Was
1: it because it was like a, um, like a futuristic movie? Or? Yeah, I
2: mean, it's like sad. Ro- What's that freaking? Oh my god, that band. With the, The yeah, she has short bangs.
1: Wow, you look so regretful about your bangs right now. You're like, oh no.
0: no.
2: Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know why it fucked me. I think it's, I think it's again about like just people being awful, just people being really shitty, and it's hard for me to watch because people are really shitty, and I've dealt with shitty people. You know, I've lived a life where Mm -hmm. I've had to deal with shitty people, and it's hard and. Definitely sometimes it's like, why did I bring kids into this awful world? I think
1: about that, too, where I'm like, I can't bring a kid into this world. But also part of me is like, I'm going to bring a kid in this world. And yeah. we be like, go have fun. Shit's crazy. My parents don't understand cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what I don't understand.
2: Totally. You know. Yeah, I don't know. There's. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about life and there's it's sometimes really awful and people are really horrible and then other times it's really really beautiful and it's just that kind of balance. There's a it's I don't know if it's a phrase or a saying, but it's called I'm not I'm not going to oh god, I shouldn't say it out loud. Say it I'm out not going to It's called mono no aware, which okay. is about like the it's like a thought, I guess, or a feeling. Um it's about like the impermanence of life and kind of like mm-hmm. those moments where you're like fleeting. Fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I A lot of like the beauty I find in life is kind of in those where I'm like having a, I'm being present, but then I'm like looking at it from the future and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a memory one day.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I, I just felt like this is a memory I'm looking back on right now and it, and it already happened. (laughs)
2: It's, it's that. (laughs) um, That,
1: you know, that's been happening with me a lot lately with Mm -hmm. my parents. Yeah. Cause they're not old, but they're getting older. Like my dad will be a senior citizen this year Mm -hmm. and we had a conversation about what he's gonna do after he's done working because yeah. he's been a construction worker my entire life and he's like i don't really have like a retirement like set up yeah. i have some money from the union he's like i've never done anything else and i'm like yeah dad i know
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <sighs> i'm scared for you and when i get there and i was like really like i my grandma's gonna sell the house he can't go live with her mm-hmm. and he's divorcing his looney tunes wife thankfully <laughs> ugh, but it's like i just realized like oh i'll never have like a home with that whole family again yeah like everything's gone like all those christmases at grandmas are gonna be gone
2: yeah
1: um and then oh my dad's gonna be gone one day he's such a fucking i i, I need to have him on here to show people like what a weirdo my dad is just to (laughs) hopefully explain whatever psychosis i got going on here so he is like oh if i get cancer like that's it yeah i I ain't getting treatment yeah i'm gonna vitamin up and
2: check on out i'm
1: like respect but hey asshole i'm gonna miss you yeah you know and i'm uh same thing with like things with my mom i hug her more Mm -hmm. i never hugged her before i don't I used to ne- like when I was like age um, thirteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. I probably hugged my mom thirteen to twenty times. Yeah, ever. I did not get along with her. Did not like her. We never. It was horrible. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh my god, I think I like my mom. You yeah. know, I love my mom, and yeah. it's so weird. Anyways, so no, yeah, your I, kids are gonna think that about you one oh, day. Oh, I
2: know. And that it's it's very it's very strange, and it's always complicated with your parents. And I don't know. It's it's really. The idea of like reparenting yourself in order to like appreciate your parents. I don't know. It's Th- that's
1: no, that's that's real because I have yeah. to correct the fuck ups of like me being a stubborn little asshole and going and finally admitting things to myself or saying like, oh, I was wrong in the stubborn child and now I have to embrace what I have left. Of yeah,
2: them. well, like there's a moment as like I don't have like a specific moment, but there is a moment in everybody's life when you're like, oh, my parents are human other people. I mean, I had it probably pretty early, but it's as I've gotten older and like working on my own stuff and whatever stuff was dredged up from childhood. And also just like the relationship between my parents and me or relationship between my, you know, partner and me or the relationship between me and my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just this, like, it's that feeling over and over again, almost, you know, of like, everyone's just human and it's like it's
1: terrifying because you're like I thought I was gonna be like a celebrity rock star supermodel. <laughs> what the hell well
2: it's just like how you relate to like I, I think a lot of it is like having just like dropping like veils and expectations from people I don't know and of yourself it's Yeah. Again, it's kind of like re. I just keep getting back to like reparenting myself. Like re. Like everything's okay. You're good. What what
1: was one of the most prominent things you had to like reparent because of that?
2: It's it's a lot of like patterns and how I relate to people. I would definitely say I, I. lean towards codependency and not in a like, Oh, I need somebody, but mm-hmm. in a, like, I have to take care of everything and I have to take care of everybody. And in order to do that, I have okay. to walk on eggshells in order to do that. I have to make sure that this is happening or this is happening, or it's like, I'm going to give this up in order for this to happen. Cause I want everybody to be okay. Cause I want it to be peaceful and I don't want to have to deal with oh, like, so like this a people other pleaser,
1: stuff or are you just like, like a, like like a, a wedding planner some of style? That.
2: I wouldn't say wedding planner style. I think it's it's just like, yeah, there's a little bit of, I'm not going to say subservience, but like a little bit of giving too much and not having you, you great make, boundaries. You make
1: sacrifices yeah. for people.
2: Yeah, and not always, it's you, not beneficial to anybody. Did that
1: come from motherhood, do you think?
2: Um, from being a, I mean, I've been a mom my entire adult life, so it's like, okay. it's kind of a, like sure. I grew up with
1: You're like, I don't fucking know. I don't know where that starts. I didn't get whatever you're getting at, (laughs) Dallas.
2: No, I just like, Uh, like my childhood, it was like childhood mm -hmm. and then parent, there was no in between.
1: How, what's the dynamic with your children then because of that? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's. Are
1: you like cognizant that you have a a daughter and a son?
2: I have two sons. Two
1: sons. Okay. They're going to grow up and everyone's going to be like, dude, your mom's hot. Like they're going to have to because you're young. Yeah. You're like, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's my first thought is dude if my mom was that young like I would keep her in the closet I'd be like you can't come over I have no room I sleep in the <laughs> attic you can't there's not enough room
2: uh-uh um yeah I don't know I don't know any other way really I mean the dynamic is is our dynamic and mostly we're like we're really close um I've definitely been especially with this new job a little more like mm, do all this stuff because we only have this much time <laughs> I'm like ah, da, 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 da. and I don't like being like that all the time but I don't know. I think we're close, but I'm definitely not, like... I don't I don't like the idea of parents being like, I'm your best friend. Like, you need to love me. Like, I'm not about that. Like, I'm your fucking mom. Like, we'll hang out and we'll watch some shows and, like, we'll do cool shit and we'll talk about deep stuff, but, like, I'm not your friend.
1: <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I had, um, for lack of a better phrase, a lonely childhood. So yeah. my dad was my best friend yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah, it was just and, me and my mom. And not because, like... He like forced it, but he was just my buddy. Yeah, Like we were just buddies. We went to movies together all the time. He took me skateboarding. I skateboarded more with my dad than most of my friends growing up. And like, I remember I'd be at his like friend's house in their man caves playing pool while everyone's smoking weed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like 10 to 13, 14 years old. And I'm like, just all these years, like this is the greatest thing ever. I get to hang out with my dad. He's buying me uh, candy and soda. And I'm getting a contact high for sure. And I'm like shooting pool. (laughs) Like, this is great. Like, why wouldn't I fucking... Wow, why aren't people friends with their dad? Just be open and like serious. And my dad's just always been like so real. And he was absolutely my best friend. So when I hear people say things like parents forcing the best friendship, it's like, oh, that's disgusting. That sucks. They missed out. They can't even capture what I got. No,
2: totally. I and mean, everybody like with every relationship with people, friendships or otherwise, including with your children, it's going to be different. You know, for me it's like I think I had a really close relationship with my mom mm-hmm. in a, in a way that was like it was just the two of us and we were surviving.
1: You know, I I can relate to an extent to that mm-hmm. because um for the most part it has been me and my mom mm-hmm. uh cause my parents separated when uh, I was 14, so it's been me and her for the last 10 years. Yeah, You know, on on our on our own her own and like we definitely i feel like we're a lot more even on like we gotta like get through life Mm -hmm. and it's a lot less like mother son yeah you know what i mean yeah so like we're definitely not like best friends but i i think about it and i'm like that's like my fucking sidekick or like i'm her sidekick i've been doing this for a while that's interesting
2: yeah it's it's a i mean the idea of family is really hard for me. Um, so it's interesting having a family. You know, like my kids have siblings. I was an only child mm-hmm. and it was just me and my mom. Oh, okay. Um, and so.
1: Yeah, I have a fucking ass ton of siblings. I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the youngest and the biggest somehow. So. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, there it's like seeing them interact as siblings is really like heartwarming to me. I was also had a very lonely like childhood oh, no. and that's probably why I'm a musician. You know, it's just like, I'm just going to go to my room and play guitar, you know, <laughs> like write some poetry and like whatever. Um,
1: I was so close to being that asshole. I definitely wrote poetry. Yeah. But
2: that's how I started. I was, I'm not saying
1: you're an asshole. I just would I'm, be, I would I be an, an asshole, asshole if I was doing it. It's that. okay.
2: Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's just an interesting dynamic. And I think, you know, part of like deciding to like keep my first child that was not a plan of mm-hmm. action. It was like, you know, wanting to give them like a sort of like ideal, like family, like, Oh family. It didn't end up being that way. I divorced my husband like five years later. And then I was in another long-term relationship. Now I have a, a great partner. Uh, mm-hmm. we don't live together, but it's wonderful. It was uh, wonderful. <laughs> you don't live together. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. We're just not there yet. <laughs>
1: gotcha. I've never, I've never lived with a significant other, um, other than my mom.
2: Yeah. I, like
1: to see. <laughs> I keep making that joke. It was like the third podcast where I'm like, deal with that one, Freud. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'm a little nervous about that.
2: Yeah. Well, Live, it's sharing someone, space Sharing hard. space.
1: I remember, I, like, I was downstairs and I was alone for, like, the first time this weekend. And I was like, this is nice. I'm going to miss this. Yeah. And I thought that for a second. And I was like, you're a selfish asshole. You don't even know about the beautiful qualities and wonderful uh, 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 emotional landscapes you're going to get into by living with your significant other. But I thought like really selfishly for a second there. And I was like, Oh
2: shit. I don't think it's selfish to want alone time. I think it's really important to carve out alone time, like carve it out,
1: carve it out. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes
2: it's like, you're so Permanent. fucking busy. You have no, mm-hmm. like, and it's so easy to be like, Oh, well I have to do this thing and this thing. And yeah. Of course I want to spend time with my partner. Of mm-hmm. course I want to snuggle and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Of course I want to go do this fun thing. Of yeah. course I want to have sex. Like these mm-hmm. are all the things that I want. Yeah. But, if like you don't have time for yourself to do the things that you love or just to sit in quiet and like have a thought. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I I like sharing space. It's just like, it's, it's so important to create that time for yourself. Yeah. My biggest fear in, in like any partnership or friendship or relationship is resentment. I don't ever want to create resentment. And part of that is like taking time that I need and like giving people space when they need it. I mean, there's plenty of other inner workings about that, but like that's the biggest thing. It's
1: it's interesting when the boundaries are blurred mm-hmm. and they become like more like, and then you kind of let it get away from yourself, and you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go back and reinvigorate, recarve these boundaries. Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: And to kind of like, I, I, like early and often, if anything ever comes up, you know, in, I'm just thinking about like, Nip sharing, it in the bud. yeah, just be like, hey, this made me feel like this. Damn. I don't know why. It's so but crazy. Like, it's
1: so crazy how that. Like simple way of phrasing mm-hmm. something is so fucking vital to the way people need to communicate mm-hmm. and like just to be like, hey, that made me uncomfortable. Like if people just fucking took all their ego attitude out yeah. of the conversation and just were very matter-of-factly about it and very, you know, like I I think the most progress I get in my relationship is when I just put myself aside and just put it into a nice, understandable fucking Trail of words mm-hmm. and it makes sense. And she's like, Hey, this made me uncomfortable. If you saw me doing that, I think you would also be uncomfortable. I don't want this to happen again vice versa or something yeah. whatever you know and it's
2: like this is why i think it made me uncomfortable and like is this my stuff or is this like a thing and like just i'm a very vocal processor so it's mm-hmm. really important for me to be able and it's hard to fucking talk sometimes about that kind of stuff but it's again honesty early and often mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah that's good i it, it's honestly just so much more fun too when you're like <laughs> about to say this shit <laughs> let's see how this goes <laughs> uh, so i i like i like the fucking uh Fizzy soda aspect of life like that Where you're mm-hmm. like Oh, I think it's gonna spill over Oh, but it didn't Okay, cool <laughs> I said it Oh, Now I get to enjoy this moment Or not uh, There should be a better analogy somewhere But I couldn't, I, I I couldn't think saying. of one I got what you're
2: saying I am In my relationship I have We have weekly check-ins Which is kind of nice That
1: sounds really cathartic
2: Yeah I'm not a I'm not a very organized person But I've noticed that Like the more organized I am In my thoughts And in plans And things The more comfortable I feel um, and it, it's hard. It like takes a lot of effort. So like, again, carving out time to be like, hey, once a week, we're going to go have coffee. We're going to take a walk and we're just going to check in and see how we feel about what's going on in our lives right now.
1: We used to do something like that. We yeah. used to have like a Sunday um, coffee and like cards. We'd play cards mm-hmm. at like Starbucks and talk and do things like that. And then um, another thing, we've been going to this place in Orca, uh, fucking Cups and Cunts, Or cups and crumbs. I call it. I call it cups and cunts. Like on reflex now. Wow. So (laughs) modern. (laughs) Modern. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, Cups and crumbs, and we'd go there. Um, a certain day of the week and just like have breakfast. And that was like our check ins. I don't mm-hmm. even realize it. And it was just so cathartic. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Fucking, I can't wait. Cause like, I know I'm gonna like the person I'm talking to. I'm gonna yeah. make some zingers. I'm gonna draw some fucking dumb shit on a napkin <laughs> and we're gonna have, I'm gonna have a croissant. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. Um, I love that shit. That check ins, that weekly check ins. I love like a schedule. And it is really difficult to create like an organization or like a schedule mm-hmm. of things. But once you do, yeah. You said you feel more comfortable. You yeah. feel more.
2: There's this phrase, I forgot, God, I'd have to look her up on Instagram the worst, but there's an artist I follow and Mm -hmm. she, this is the first person that I heard say this, but discipline is pleasure. And yeah, you can get weird with it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm all about kink, but that's not what I'm talking about.
1: But like, I can't believe you went there before I did. (laughs) My mind was like, oh, discipline is pleasure. Okay.
2: But yeah, you know, it really is because it's, When it's again, it's making time for specific things to then have like a place to settle in and relax and like be accomplished. I'm such a procrastinator. Um, Guilty. And my brain goes all over the place all Mm -hmm. the time. I got to focus. And like part of it right now is just like I have to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I leave to drop off my kids at 745. I go to work at 830. Mm -hmm. I work till 6 most of the time, sometimes 530. I have to drive to Oregon to pick them up from their dads. I come back. So I'm gone from like 730 to 7. And it's like I have to like check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Like make sure I get all my shit done. You
1: have your 12 hours. You have to get it all like within that schedule.
2: And so then it's like, okay, well, at least, you know, once a week or whatever, I need to work on my Patreon or, like, I need mm-hmm. to, you know. Do you just, have a Patreon? I do have a Patreon. Oh, well, what's it Sorry, called? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't yeah, mention totally that. okay. Um, so it's, I, oh, fuck, let me look at it. All right. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's just my, so I go, as a musician, I go by my last name, Ren, okay. W-R-Y-N. Yeah, of course. So, um, I'm pretty sure it's like patreon.com slash ren or something like okay. that, <laughs> but we can, we can, uh, we can link it and plug that. it and all that good cool, cool, stuff cool. in
1: the, uh, post yeah. stuff. <laughs>
2: um, and that's been great. Like I, yeah, let's, we can start talking about art stuff. Cause I have a lot of f- feelings about that, but all right. Feelings, uh, feelings so many feelings. Um, I have been recording for years and mm-hmm. I just don't release things.
1: You just don't, oh, don't release things. Ah, oh, she's like the Tupac of bangs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think I'm like oh, like a hoardy little like dragon. I'm just like here's all my shit. I'm just gonna no, like dude, live in this fucking cage. Seriously
1: though, the idea of like fucking musicians, like my oh. favorite musicians of another earthquake, uh, mm-hmm. Northridge flashbacks. <laughs> uh, uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't born. Um, so I said 2003. <laughs> um, fucking hey, ten years after. Um, there's the idea of like there's so many musicians. Shut the Neighbors, Jesus neighbors. Christ. I love leaving the window open and then some fucking f- broken family's feelings come spilling out <laughs> of the background there. Oh, man. Um, I love musicians. My favorite musicians have so many, like, recordings and bands and shit. And they're just like, oh, I'm a songwriting machine. Just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. recording. I think that uh, if you're not doing that, like, oof. I I, I, I think of myself like that. Like, I write jokes. Mm-hmm. I write, like, dumb old jokes that mm-hmm. will never... I'll just have like oh, I yeah. just have like, oh cool, I'm gonna have like tons of them. And then but you then can, like, you like, <laughs> know, but then when it comes, you know, Friday, Saturday night and I tell jokes and it's gonna be like an eighteenth of them, you know. Yeah, it's gonna, like, or
2: it's fuck. gonna be the ones you're the most comfortable with or whatever. Mm. Um, I mean, luckily, like when I play out, there are a few songs I don't play out because they're a little more complicated than I am comfortable with, like okay. lyrically or otherwise, where mm-hmm. it's like something i basically what happens is I write and I immediately record it. Like I, sometimes I'm just nice. writing it and I'm recording that's it at the same so time. So and so good. it just kind of leaves me. Um, so then to relearn mm-hmm. it and like put it back into my system. That's so
1: interesting. Cause when I have like an idea for a joke, I'll mm-hmm. write it down and be like, fuck yes, it's there, it's gone. It's out. And then I'll look back and be like, Oh fuck. I never worked that out. I never exactly. remember that. Oh shit. I got to like tune this up. Yeah. I have to fine tune this up.
2: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So that's kind of why I started a Patreon was like, I can release this stuff. To people who want to hear it, you know, and it's like I have so many songs. Like yeah, once a month, if you're on this level, you get a song. Or mm-hmm. I the hardest one has been I. I was one of the like the highest levels is like oh I'll do like a set a video living room set, which you think it's mm-hmm. like whatever you just play for time like you play all the time. It's like I don't or the like living
1: room set like on your Patreon. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Like how cool. they have like tiny desk concerts or whatever. Kind of yeah, shit. but it's
2: just like it's me playing, you know, mm-hmm. for a little bit, and like I'll either set up and sometimes it's in like different situations and that's been the hardest one just because like i don't have a lot of time or i'll be playing and i won't think to um you know record it Mm -hmm. Uh... or or i'm playing and i'm just writing like i don't practice do
1: you do you does it often do you get like bummed when you're like oh i had it now i didn't record it and i didn't write down it's gone
2: so what i started doing is just like leaving a voice memo open if i can remember okay because a lot of like my songwriting has evolved over years, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it is like kind of train, like just flow thought, you know, and then I'll get like a thing and sometimes I'll like then be able to work on it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like a string of, stuff that's just happening i don't know i've
1: how do you remember lyrics when you're on stage i can't remember lyrics to my favorite songs i don't get that part is that just a reflex of being a musician i
2: kind of is it's just like over it is a practice i say i don't practice but i do um Mm -hmm. it's just not something i'm very disciplined about i'm not Mm -hmm. like "Mm, tuesday's my day to Mm -hmm. fucking sit down and play songs i've played 500 times dude
1: the fact that people sit down and have schedules for creativity like that Mm -hmm. um that's amazing that is a freaking that's my kink is when you have like (laughs) something like structured and weird and creative and you just bring it together yeah I scheduled it if I could schedule if I could just take a pill and be like it's creativity time now and get there oh oh my god well that's
2: part of like what I'm working on is scheduling time for that like um next week I have a gay I have my kids every other weekend but I have them all the time during Mm -hmm. the week so like on my Every other, when I don't have them, I like schedule a lot of fucking shit in mm-hmm. there. So, like, I'm playing a show um, in Isla Vista mm-hmm. at the Dolores Huerta house, Huerta house, excuse me. And, um, but before that, I'm also going to be working on a weird music video. Then cool. um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We've been, It's kind of like last minute, um, but I'm excited. But yeah, it's like I, you have to schedule that time in order to like... So you just have
1: to bring the fucking... You have to bring it on those days and on that schedule. So, okay, okay. I can appreciate that. Like I have have a a set this Friday at Mm -hmm. the beach and I'm like, okay, I have to use all my time this week that I can to like write a little joke set list down and Mm -hmm. like fine tune these fucking jokes and then fucking, you know, yeah. But
2: imagine if like, that's what I'm trying to do is like, imagine if you did that Mm -hmm. once a week where you're like, Wednesday is my day Mm -hmm. to do this thing. I have two hours.
1: Uh, Fuck that.
2: Yeah. It's not enough, but it's like,
1: Oh, and you're doing this podcast. You're a busy girl. But
2: you know, it's like it, maybe you, maybe you can extend it more or whatever. But when you have just like, I know for a fact, nobody's going to bother me at this amount of time. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I think it's important to... Again, it's like something to look forward to.
1: That's true. There's and a reward system There's also a
2: thing where I get it. It's like, I don't like to force shit. Like, I've never been like, I'm going to write a song about this specific mm-hmm. subject and I'm yeah. going to fucking, you know...
1: It's hard. You have to be like an emotionally intelligent person, I think, to bring um, like a skill and a craft and like bring it together to fucking make something like yeah. that. Like, I do that when with like cards and like mm-hmm. things on like holidays and yeah. like anniversaries like <laughs> I like okay and now I'll I'll just write something really beautiful and emotional at the end of the day like when that's happening and I do that all the time mm-hmm. and thankfully most of the time it comes out just fine And I'm a fucking, <laughs> I'm a fucking you know Lothario over here but oh, I gotta tell you I couldn't imagine if it was like my career or like something I was passionate about yeah. where I was like schedule it do it
2: Well, mostly like for me, it's a lot of catharsis. It's just something I kind of have to do Mm -hmm. anyway um, to make me feel better about myself. It's just the way I've processed things. It's one of the things that I do in order to like get all my creepy big old emotions out. Um, but there's also, there's also been a time where it's like every morning I'm going to write in my journal. I'm not a fucking like journal writer. I don't do that, but
1: I love it. everyone should do it.
2: I know everybody should. And I say that because it's like I'm not a fucking journal writer because it, there's something about it that drives me insane. About,
1: about like uh, the Nickelodeon show, that girl, or was it? I don't what know. Was it? Was maybe you there's it, some you should know. You should know. It was when you were a kid, Um, you know, a few years before I was. Uh, I don't fucking remember.
2: But I started doing it and it was amazing and I should do it again. It, it opens, it unlocks things. So like maybe like. Me, and maybe I'm not a writer and I'm never going to write a fucking, you know, novel. But what it does is it, that again, that discipline unlocks you, the rest of it. You get to practice thoughts. Yeah, exactly. It's really
1: cool. You, I love it because it's, I get stupid out and uh-huh. I get smart out. Yeah. It clears out the stupid so there's more room for smart. And then it clears out the old smart so new smart can come in. And I'm saying it really simple because I've said this before. I like saying things in the least amount of words, in the most simple amount of words. Mm-hmm to be the most understood. That's totally fine.
2: No, totally. And I, I get it. There's. Why there's, oh, say
1: many word when few word do trick? Uh, <laughs> you know, like that's how I think.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, there's. Yeah. you Sometimes you just have to get like thought trash out. Whether that's like sometimes that's music thought trash for me. Sometimes like mm-hmm. a, I will never play this song ever. This is awful. Um, but a lot of it. Yeah. Is similar to how I'm a vocal you processor. To, you war-
1: so uh, you're warming up.
2: Yeah, you're warming up. You're, you're warm warming warm up your your whatever your create wherever your creativity lives or whatever Mm -hmm. um I think uh, yeah my my relationship with that process um is ever evolving and it's always kind of changing depending on my needs and my time um as long as I'm doing something it's good
1: that's good I like that I I I can respect that and I fucking one of these days I'm probably gonna be in the same boat where I'm like next weekend it's on (laughs) (laughs) this weekend no yeah
2: (laughs) But similar, what I was going to say yeah. is like similar, this is just a thought that like, mm-hmm. it, I, I had too much coffee. I'm going to warn you. Let's, my thoughts are that, like dude. going Come, I everywhere. can't, I can't. Um, but similar to how I'm a vocal processor, I've noticed that like, when I'm thinking about something, that's like a problem or something that keeps coming up. If it's a thought that I've had more than five times that day, mm-hmm. like to sit down and like fully write out what I'm thinking. It, it's, it, it sounds so simple, just like you were saying, but it, totally puts things in that perspective. Like you're yeah. just looking at it on a page.
1: You're like, Oh, you're so true. You're oh. so, you're so, so true. You're, it's so true. You're yeah. so right. That's how I feel. Like when I get a fucking, I just, I'm just going to relate. Cause yeah. jokes are the only thing I really mm-hmm. fucking write down. Um, as soon as I write it down, I'm like, ah, that was stupid. I had a stupid thought this time I got the stupid out or, you yeah. know, I, I love that. Or like, I, it's so funny. Cause so much of comedy is just being relatable. And someone mm-hmm. saying the words that everyone else has thought, 5 times that day. Yeah. And totally. that's so much of like, oh my god. Like well, you know, whatever. I can't, I can't think of a joke right now. I'm not that funny, but, uh,
2: <laughs> but yeah, there's something that clicks and yeah, that's what absolutely. people want. They want connection. I think in any entertainment you want to be able, it's again, like a mirroring. You want to be like, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I the
1: Brita that. water filter thing is a universal joke. Someone wrote that down. Like, Oh, I would never drink tap water. I have to put it through my filter. I haven't changed in five years. Yeah, like totally. that's hilarious. Everyone says that everyone can relate to that joke. That's exactly what mm-hmm. Someone had to write those fucking words down. That's what tweets are. That's the only thing people should tweet are jokes. Nothing else.
2: I definitely do not have a Twitter. I might have a Twitter out there in the universe, but I, I know
1: I forgot I had a Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I went to I go. Might, yeah, my I went, name might be on there. Yeah, but. I went to go sign up a Twitter, and it was like, you already have a Twitter. We got you, bitch. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, no. Like, We've already bought your soul long ago. I really
2: wonder what like the next thing is gonna be.
1: I know it's TikTok.
2: Oh, it is, isn't it?
1: It's totally TikTok, and like the more it's evolving because like no one liked. Facebook when it started mm-hmm. or like Snapchat and Instagram like these all started very um like think about if you had to use Instagram how it was 6 years ago I don't I would remember throw that. up on my phone <laughs> and throw it into the fucking ocean
2: What was it like
1: It was gross and blue and oh. and the fucking it had like a gross icon on mm-hmm. your phone and the filters were garbage still kind of suck mm-hmm. um and it ugh it was gross. App I did not like is
2: it. Really interesting. My my partner, what part of what he does is design apps. Um, and so like the idea of, of like designing it, like what it looks like, mm-hmm. not even like the function sometimes, but just like uh, this icon like needs to be like this or whatever. And all like that,
1: that, I, there's so much like there's such a mentality to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's absolutely like I'm gonna click on this icon today because mm-hmm. it hits better. Yeah. Like I don't like using Snapchat. It's the last app I click on mm-hmm. because i don't fucking like the yellow logo yeah i love you i love the color yellow but the rest of the apps around social media mm-hmm. aren't that color it's the last one in the scheme it is the weirdo it's the gross one
2: mm-hmm. i don't yeah. fucking know someone it's, had to do that it's really interesting like i mean i don't know anything about it but i'm sure there's a lot of psychology behind like why people are attracted to certain things or not when you're functioning with them daily like intuitive you know design is really important and i appreciate it in a way that I don't know. Like, I maybe pre- I didn't used to think that I way. I
1: appreciate it because it's like, that's how they're controlling us. And, yeah. it, and it's just like a dark beauty to the fact that, no, like, we're totally. literally like entranced in this bullshit that's like, oh, my, the edges on my phone are comfortable, now. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> wow. I, I love that. That's so cool.
2: I know. It's, it's hard. Like, as any sort of entertainer, or God, I would never call myself an entertainer. That feels gross. But You've like I've been I, so entertaining. I've been so entertaining. <laughs> but you know, anybody who has something they're trying to promote and something mm-hmm. that they're doing that they're sharing with you people. Want to express something? Yeah, and so like, you have to use social media. And I'm not like I hate social media, but it's like it's really part of what I do for other companies. Um, mm-hmm. Is I des- like I do like social media design for them, and I'll like there's a winery I work for and I do, I run their Instagram and it's about like creating the brand and like the brand aesthetic. And that is really creative and really interesting to me. But I, there's definitely a dark side to mm-hmm. our phones. Somebody just called, I was, I was listening to a podcast and they called it a distraction computer. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. It, that's is. Exactly is, what it just- is
1: I got the new iPhone and I, for the first, let's see, I've had it since October And for the first one, two, three, five months, which will be next month, I haven't been able to put it down. Yeah. (laughs) I have not been able to, like, stop looking at it. I'm always like, new app, what do I go to next? It's so big and pretty, and I'm, like, sucked into it. Yeah. I don't even go on apps. I just have to look at the screen sometimes (laughs) and just just look at all these apps I don't use. Beautiful. Well, it's, like, a weird
2: comfort thing. Like, I have been a smoker on and off most of my life. Like I quit when I had my kids and I was like pregnant and breastfeeding and all of that. And then I got divorced and I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna start smoking again. <laughs> um, and so I've been on and off, Like I've been taking those like nicotine mints or whatever they work. Um, I would
1: love to take some of those cause I just for the mental stimulus that it yeah. provides. That's how like actually, Stephen King wrote.
2: It's pretty great. Um, but what I was saying, what was I saying was the question? Oh, yeah. So, like, it's very similar to, like, that kind of habit where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling a certain way, so I need to go have a cigarette or I need a nicotine. Sometimes I, it's not even the it's craving. So... It's just like, oh, I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable. And that's how I feel about my phone. We're like, oh, I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable. Let me look at my phone real quick. I,
1: I love it. I love <laughs> I love, the whole, like, control part of it. It's hilarious to me. I also love when you're self-aware of it mm-hmm. and you're like, no phone. Yeah. Like this is a great exercise to me in not using my phone. Totally. Is we're talking about it and I feel like it's getting hotter in my pocket. Like I'm dead serious. Like like yeah. it's listening and it's I'm going here. Let's turn let's turn the heat up. Let's warm it up. Let's yeah. get the And it's like moving. And then I have ghost vibrations and I'm like, my phone's in the other room. How'd you know? And I I walk into the, into the room. There's nothing on it. And I'm like, it just wanted its daddy back. Like it's slowly implanting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I fucking, so I love when I'm in an environment when phones are just like inappropriate and you're just not, you can't have them. I love going to the movie theater. I love the podcast Mm -hmm. doing this. I love, um, anything that like, I even hate the fact that because I want to do stand up Uh a lot. I, the idea is to record your sets voice memo yeah, yeah, yeah. and to listen back and fix your fuck-ups and whatever keep what's good um i hate that doesn't
2: it change your set though even that one little press
1: absolutely because yeah I, I go to the comedy store in hollywood and it's world-class comedians and every every person comes out and they come out and they go and they have a mic and they sit on the stool and they go click that and then they start and and then they like Check the time on their yeah. phone sometimes, and it's kind That's, of and it sucks, yeah, because it's like I agree you should be doing that because you're gonna be a better comedian for it, but it's also like you gotta have your fucking phone up there, really, yeah. It's I weird. mean,
2: I've got one I got a really cheap watch that so mm-hmm. broke immediately but for a while it's like I was tired of like if I was playing along I don't really play long gigs anymore
1: this is exactly what I was gonna go to yeah
2: but like having a watch was like it felt so much better and mm-hmm. like actually writing down my set list instead of like this is like my list of songs hold uh-huh. on guys yeah. you know like
1: oh I know when so- someone has their like phone and they're looking at the lyrics like it drives me nuts I'm like oh, oh gross yeah like, that's fucking mar. write them down like mm-hmm. clearly but I also fucked up and wrote my set down on a the same notepad uh-huh. so small couldn't read it it was dark it was a fucking disaster <laughs> bombed horribly oh, no. it was great yeah so it was it was a fucking it was a tough one but um no yeah i'm thinking about getting a watch yeah, get very a watch, soon dude. just because i'm like oh i can i don't need a because most of the time i'm like what time is it and i look like, at my phone oh, yeah, and i'm phone. like but what's everything else exactly that, you know, oh what's this handheld device that accesses all known human information Let's open. <laughs> you know i'm like what could i get sucked into next but and there's you know There is something to be said for how much of the shit I found on my phone Mm -hmm. and through the apps where I'm like, I'm glad I found that. I'm glad that happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have discovered that without that, that hat over there and this (laughs) t-shirt are both brands I've never heard of until they were an ad on like Facebook or Instagram and I'm wearing their shit.
2: I've bought some Instagram ad stuff that's been pretty Mm -hmm. great. I was thinking one was like a butt scrub. I loved it. It was fantastic. But there's also like mostly like what I found is like there's. Obviously, there's an artist community here, but it's very limited because there's a small town. Mm -hmm. So, like, being able to interact with people in that way and, like, discover new artists is amazing. Most of my Instagram is like, yeah, there's musicians on there, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it's just, like, visual arts, which I don't really get to interact with much in my daily life. And that feels really good. Or, like, a lot of sick photographers. And then there's musicians I've met via Instagram that we followed each other and now, like, we're friends. Like, oh, hey, I was in Portland and now I moved to Santa Barbara. And it's like, oh, you know that person? I know that person.
1: What a fucking small world. I love that.
2: So like, there's good things. There's good things. About there absolutely
1: it. is, and it's so cool that there's so much information out there. And um, like I have fucking thousands of people listening to a podcast, and I'm like, oh, um, I didn't do that. The phone did that. Yeah. The the phone. I had to do the phone and be like, podcast listen <laughs> now, and then everyone's like, okay, and <laughs> and fucking here I am. And I think that's like a trip because I don't know all those people. I, yeah. people. I have there's people in other countries where I'm like. Never going to meet you, weirdo. How do you, why do you, why do you listen to this? Why Uh, did you find me? But if you guys, if you're listening to this in anywhere but America right now, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) Love you guys. Any country, every country. I don't even care if you're like some evil dictator in a, I don't care if Kim Jong dictator pants in North Korea is listening. I'm happy to have you. That'd be funny if like the the chart, the the like map of listeners, like North Korea just got all big. (laughs) Oh shit. Like this is okay over there. Sorry, lost no, your thought. No, you're so
2: good. No, I was just thinking I was lost in my own train of thought of like the, like what we were talking about earlier about like, oh yeah, kids these days, they don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. But it's like also like I've never been able to communicate with this many people in such an intimate way before either.
1: In such an instant way and too. An Yeah instrument damn <laughs> named the episode thank you and there it is folks instrument all right uh, everyone's gonna be like you guys talk about mints you pop really quick i'm like no it's not
2: Don't just listen
1: instrument instrument I, I put mint like a moron yeah okay I guess the farther <laughs> i get away from high school the dumber i become
2: well nobody needs to know how to spell anymore it's fine
1: oh i hate that yeah no i hate that someone put stories because they're talking about stories on facebook but they wrote in the possessive way apostrophe mm, S yes. yeah. and I was like mute unfollow I can't read your dumb I've been shits trying to anymore be
2: <laughs> more lenient with stuff like that because Me I too. used to be like uh you and I'm always like if Grammar I type the wrong Nazi. you're I'm like mm, asterisk you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't oh. mean it that way
1: no yeah I, I I just let it slide so much more than I ever have but there's some that slip through the cracks where I'm like, that was a big fuck up. Stories, really. You yeah. know, there's another no, stories I, asshole. Yeah. There's a two. That's a totally different word. It changes <laughs> the function of the sentence. Fuck off. You know, you were in your. It's so funny that people corrected your so much uh-huh. that now people use apostrophe re in the possessive more than they use the other oh, one, gosh, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I I, I notice it and I'm like,
2: or hey, like you when tried. people use I in the wrong way where they're like. Uh, like, you know, so-and-so and I, and they're using it in the, in, it and sounds it, you should like, use me. Like, yeah. you're, you're actually not using it correctly Yeah, this I, time. I get
1: that. I get that fucked up. I say whom just for the ass of it. Yeah, Anytime. exactly. I'm it's like, and like, oh, the whomst s- is, <laughs> um, in me, I do things.
2: I, I have like, I have a weird relationship with my intelligence. I know I'm a smart person, but. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to- No, you seriously
1: are. Oh. Like that first 15 minutes, I was like, I got to drink more coffee. I got I to gotta <laughs> fucking catch up well, here. I think
2: he's there. But I didn't go to school really. I dropped out in seventh grade.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, that's okay because I think formal education is only good for the tests they give you and really past your developmental ages, like it is honestly atrocious. And yeah. in, unless you find your career through that schooling, I think people should be homeschooled a lot yeah. of the time.
2: Well, the problem is, is homeschool is also people who can homeschool have this, have privilege.
1: They do. And they also, um, I have a lot of homeschool friends who are a bunch of fucking psychopaths. Yeah. Um, uh, they're all fucking whacked out of their minds, but they're also way more functional in society mm-hmm. as members of society than any of my normal friends. Cause I feel like everyone's so indoctrinated for lack of a better term. Oh yeah. Term, it's in, like, the capitalist
2: patriarchal society oh
1: i mean i'm i'm i am uh, all of that i am capitalist and a patriarchal so i'm like fuck yeah like so if my son i'm kicking his ass into public school be like go make money and fuck bitches bro so i'm definitely gonna kick him there but it's so it's not even like in those parameters it's Mm -hmm. just like it's not the education's become uh not practical and it's very it's very just uh getting uh returns on your investments in in Mm -hmm. in in the educational programs and i don't like that oh yeah and and these kids come out and they're stupid like me i went to fucking a lot of schools and Damn am I dumb. It did not help. <laughs> the not going to school. Like my street smarts, I use that shit way more. I had so many people like teachers that are like passionate, but they're mm-hmm. like stuck in the system. Like I'm just a cug in the machine. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. this is the man in these schools and these tests. You don't need them. <laughs> they, they'd grab me by the collar after school. They'd be like, Dallas, you're a shitty student. Why can't you just work for it? I know you're smart. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're like, give me my Bukowski book back. And I'm like, okay. So it was, <laughs> I, I don't read Bukowski. That was a joke. But, um,
2: I almost scanned your bookshelf. But Dude, <laughs> I have
1: so many books. Scan all of them. And let there me scan is, them There books. is a Bukowski right
2: there. I know. I, that's, that's why I
1: mentioned that. <laughs> Embarrassing. Oh, Jesus. Yep. It's, yep. Not yep. Yep. it's not mine. It, it, it's not mine. It's uh, my dear friend and uh, multiple time guest, Clara Cobb's book. She, gotcha. she <laughs> brought those a couple of those books for me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, I know you don't like Bukowski because you're trash, but
0: here I have this book. It
1: and it, it's women. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I should love this. <laughs> and the first thing he's like talking about, the first couple pages he like has this lady over and they're like uh-huh. getting drunk and fucking and i'm like why haven't i been reading Bukowski?" <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: yeah what's sort of you're in your 20s yeah yeah you should be reading Bukowski. well
1: no because I, I had <laughs> asked so the story behind this the reason i made uh-huh. the teacher joke is because all that was true except the um i had went up to my teacher and i was uh-huh. like hey do you have any like charles huh. um and he and he looked at me anyway i have something better <laughs> and what he was like it? uh he brought me over and he grabbed this fucking garbage shit he's like i have something better
2: some more of your speed
1: and he handed me this portable henry Rons. oh shit and ch- it changed my that. life
2: that's amazing
1: it like seriously like i almost turned into like a weird psychodepressive alcoholic asshole that likes Bukowski. Of- <laughs> <laughs> instead i got to be like oh i can be the big bulk-headed motherfucking jock punk guy yeah and he's such a like sweetheart softy like liberal guy mm-hmm. like and I was like hell yeah and he has this whole fucking page this whole chapter called the iron uh-huh. about lifting weights <laughs> and I'm like that doesn't sound very like gay rights of you bro <laughs> but then when I think about like West Hollywood gold gym it does but um and I was like oh okay so it was just this weird like bridging gap of like my uh adolescent like sensitivity to things yeah, and also like being comfortable with, like, masculinity and, like, strength and, like, totally. oh, oh, my God. So, like, I really need this end. Super happy I got this instead of Bukowski at the time. Yeah. So I don't – I would never tell someone they should be reading Bukowski even if they were in their 20s. <laughs> when, you, when you said that, <laughs> no, I, I was, was, like, I'm I offended. was just
2: kidding. I actually – honestly, like, I have – I have thoughts about the kind of, like, oh, yeah, Charles Bukowski and, like, Jack Kerouac and, like, young men in their 20s. But, like, I, don't, I honestly don't know enough to speak intelligently about it that I'm not going to even, like, Sweetie, go Sweetie, this is the road. Bad Etiquette
1: podcast. We do not speak intelligently I know, about but things. Like, we make sweeping generalizations and yeah, make funny you know, jokes about them. I,
2: I get it. I'm just, I'm aware of my um, limitations and knowledge about Charles Bukowski. But I do know it's, like, yeah, there's a lot of shit about women. That ain't that great. But, you know, I haven't read a that's full why, book.
1: That's why I'm excited to read yeah, it, dude. Exactly. I, want, I want someone to put my thoughts into words and go, <laughs> hey, that is gross. Because I'm not writing them down. I'm just kidding. I'm just... Uh, I'm like... Um, I'm like ironically sexist.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've, no, I've discovered. It's really interesting. <laughs> like, sometimes I... I like there. Like we were talking about like uh, horror movies earlier, and yeah, it's like like overtly like sexual and like yeah, it's like oh god, and some of them are like some of them are like oh that makes me like that's not good, and then some of them are like actually this is kind of like the
1: most feminist thing I've ever seen. It just depends. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's the the idea of like objectification as opposed to like Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, also. Objectification with consent is totally fine too If I'm going to be weird about it but
1: it's, That's not weird, that's totally awesome yeah. Watch a horror movie without objectification And you're like, I'm just kind of missing something right. But you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre And then there's the ass shot when she's walking they still parody that in movies yeah. today. It's and amazing. And also,
2: like, there's nothing wrong with like being sensual or sexual or any of it. Then you get into like slut shaming and stuff. So it's like it's a very calm yeah. See, and I, I
1: remember when I found out what slut shaming was, I was a little teenage boy, and I was like, oh, "They're being mean to the my sluts." Like, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, those are the only people that are going to sleep with me. How dare you?" So I was <laughs> like, "And no slut shaming." I was a big old, a big old. uh feminist boy growing up good for the most part
2: i knew i
1: liked you and for a reason yeah <laughs> well, well no it got revoked i got my feminist card revoked <laughs> this 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 gay guy was like no he's like you're not a feminist you can't call people cunts and i'm like then i'm not a feminist i don't care i i i said i was like listen i i don't give a fuck if i'm called that or if anyone thinks i'm right. that i will still operate and like defend people's yeah. di- dignities and rights and vice yeah. versa You know, and I'm going to make fun of you for having fucking blue hair and and bangs and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. (laughs) And I think we all have, we all have like, whether it's societal or just our own thoughts, like we all have thoughts that aren't great.
1: I've never agreed with everything that someone said.
2: No, no. And we'll all have thoughts that are like kind of shitty about people, you know, like whether it's like objectification or if it's, you know, like racism. Like I know like for a fact that that's something I have to work on. I'm definitely not racist, but I am a white woman who has a fuck ton of privilege who's never really engaged with Like societal racism enough, like Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, it's not
1: it's not difficult to have prejudices. Yeah, it it, just watching enough movies, you're like, I gotta stay away from alleys and black dudes together, you know, because you're like, oh, it's bad in movies, right? It's not hard to like. It's
2: just very not conscious. It's never like, oh, I am having this horrible thought about this race that's not you know mine. It's Mm -hmm. just like the way we interact with people and like what we assume. Oh, I
1: just wrote a joke about this. This is so funny. I was like, I can't speak. Spanish. But I can speak broken English to someone else speaking broken English very well. Yeah, You know, when someone's (laughs) like can't speak English well and you start getting like your English starts getting worse Mm -hmm. to talk to them, hoping they'll understand it. We all do that. And I'm like, oh, um, door lock, locky. And I'm like, why did I do that? Just say. Yeah. And I'm like, what an asshole. It's like this weird condescending thing we do. mm -hmm. So.
2: Yeah, totally. I went to. So my friend got married in Oaxaca mm-hmm. and it was my first time in Mexico. It was fucking amazing. of you. I was so pissed because it was like on January 1st. And I was like, oh, my God, it's right after the holidays. Like I have no fucking money. And like oh. I'm playing like I was excited to obviously be there for a wedding. Mm-hmm. but I was like, nice timing, dudes. <laughs> and it really was. It was actually perfect. Like I yeah. needed a break. Um, I
1: needed to not spend all that money that I didn't have left.
2: Yeah. Well, true. Well, that's the thing is like I bought the ticket like on a credit card like mm-hmm. a year before and then I got there and I was like, dude, I have like maybe $200 to work with when I mean, <sighs> I'm like international God, and hard. like, well, but it, works. it was Mexico.
1: Yeah. So it works. I, my it friend works. was just in Mexico <laughs> there. He was sending me like prices for things. Yeah. It was, like, I
2: could feed myself the whole time. Like, like, oh my God.
1: Buy me a family down there while you're at it. Yeah, family.
2: The best The best food I had there was street food. And it was like $3 for dinner for four. You know, it was amazing. That's crazy. Um, But... Oh, Oaxaca is just a f- fucking magical place and there's so much artistry and like craftsmanship and like so much respect.
1: They have a different kind of food down there uh-huh. than like central Mexico, yeah, I learned. It's like and mole
2: and like this amazing yeah. cheese and like oh my god, crickets, uh, oh, oh, mezcal is It, it looked like amazing. you almost
1: thought that was disgusting, but but, like, it was delicious. but you were like I loved it. Yeah. Mezcal, I like <laughs> mezcal. The smokiness of mezcal is my guy. I love that.
2: Yeah, it it has to be I'm a kind of a snob when it comes to Good. Like alcohol. People should
1: have standards. I yeah. Think. Um,
2: it, I've had like bad mezcal before and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh man, I was just at a campsite for five hours and I was drinking Jameson and I smoked 500 cigarettes mm-hmm. and that's now I smell like this and I woke up like that's <laughs> how it makes me feel sometimes. But what I was getting at is like, I felt like such a fucking idiot not knowing how to speak Spanish there. I was like, I live mm-hmm. in California I understand a lot of what people are saying, but I cannot communicate. And like most people- you know? <laughs> Were they all
1: like, fucking speak Spanish or go home. No, exactly.
2: <laughs> and that's the thing. It's so gnarly. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like most people, you know, we could communicate, in, like most people knew enough English to mm-hmm. communicate with me, but I'm the one who's being an idiot.
1: How long ago is this?
2: This was this year.
1: Oh my God. There's this amazing app. Uh-huh. Um, I use it sometimes when I'm communicating- If I have like a big thought that I don't know enough Spanish words for, I'll have to communicate. Like it's called converse
2: or converse if you like shoes,
1: and it's literally um, like.
2: I'm gonna write that down.
1: Yeah, fucking. Yeah,
2: you know, it's like this:
1: tap and hold to translate. Excuse me, Um, and I can literally just translate it. it? Yeah, watch like uh, English or Spanish. So, hi Emily is my friend, and then
2: amazing yeah
1: just like that just like that
2: that's great it's cool. that easy good to know yeah good to know and yeah but it's one of like now that's one of my goals is like i have to be multilingual like i can't just you know
1: i think i think everyone um it's the most impressive thing like learn a couple languages yeah. learn one and a half languages i'm still learning english but i'll get there uh <laughs> so it, there's nothing more impressive than so, someone can speak
2: well, it's more just, than one language. It's kind of just like the responsible thing to do. Like you're a part of a world oh, and if dude. you want to communicate with the world like, like
1: people who live like in Canada that don't know French. Like, yeah.
2: Or people you, that live in uh, California some, who don't know Spanish. I mean, <laughs>
1: fucking, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm trying to make it not about us. <laughs> no,
2: no, truly it's you know and anywhere you go in the in the rest of the world most people know multiple languages and it's it's i think it's a it's kind of just shitty that i mean i gotta be no i gotta be
1: honest if you're in the midwest and you have no mexicans i don't give a shit if you speak spanish that no. makes sense
2: no i know i get it i get <laughs> it but
1: if, but if you live in like a heavily mixed population like pick up a few words
2: sister no, totally and i'm i have enough of that but i definitely felt like I guess, vulnerable and incapable, you know, for You're part like, Oh of my it.
1: God, I'm just this white lady <laughs> I'm and I'm walking around with my privilege all over Yeah, you. Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, fuck. uh, but it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip. And I got to play a lot of guitar and walk around a beautiful city. And I don't know, I love traveling. I really love it. I need more of it in my life.
1: I think everyone does. Um, I really wish I could get my dad to travel because mm-hmm. I think it would just change his entire like world sphere. Because yeah. he's just like a very like classic Republican man mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. But I think that a lot of the things that come with that might be um, could be like a little negative. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people associate that with like uh, some xenophobia, maybe mm-hmm. some uh, racial prejudice, maybe some homophobia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't express a whole lot of that, but sometimes he does. And I'm like, dude, we're like one trip, like one plane trip away from that never happening again. Yeah. I know it. You know what I mean? Totally. And I love that. And I'm like, oh shit. Although it is funny. I did go to Tennessee and I'm like, man, fucking white people do suck. <laughs> like I just hated them yeah. more. You know?
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was lucky enough that
1: I. That was a joke. They were fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just kidding, but I, I had a I had a cousin I I was never close with them but in Georgia like I was, was never
1: close with this asshole I'm about uh, to roast right just, now hold
0: on
2: <laughs> but she I, she lived in like southern Georgia and I was like visiting somehow I got to like visit my friend who moved to like West Virginia from here and then I also was gonna like meet my cousin and. Thanks, cousin. That's where I started smoking cigarettes at 13 <laughs> and like writing oh, on four wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> late. Um, but I could not like I could not believe the racism. It was so it was such a shock. Thing. Oh,
1: it's not like a stereotype. It's real right there
2: in that household in that area it mm-hmm. was and so like throwing the n-word around and like how they spoke about like hispanics it was like it was so gnarly i was like come to california oh my talk God. like that in california yeah, we're gonna see what f- fucking happens throw
1: soy lattes at you hard <laughs> son
2: it was just it's crazy like you know people people well, but then
1: they think they're like what are you gonna do pussy liberal you know they're yeah, gonna be like yeah
2: but <laughs> So much of, like, just being able to experience other cultures is so important. And, like, mm-hmm. I was about to bring up, like, yeah, I was 14. I got to go to Scotland. That, like, it's a super different culture. I got to see other white people. <laughs> yeah. It still sucks. I don't totally. know. <laughs> but it, what it did do is it, like, it gave me, like, autonomy. Like, being able to just kind of travel alone a little bit. Like, cool. in my spurts. Um,
1: I have a friend who wants to travel alone. Yeah. And she, she is a woman. Um, What do you suggest they... Uh, just travel alone comfortably yeah. as a woman.
2: Well, I mean, I have I've, I've tra- I don't travel a lot because I have two kids to raise. Mm-hmm. But when I do and I've done it alone, like I, I went to New York alone mm-hmm. for the first time um, years ago. It was my first time to New York and I was alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And wow. I, you know, played like a music festival in Manhattan. But then I also like went over to like Brooklyn and like met somebody and we like made some music. And then I like was on the subway at one in the morning on the way back to Manhattan and like I was a little scared and my phone was dead Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: like somebody was like fighting with their girlfriend it got a little physical I was like fuck dude you know and like you're just around a lot of people and Uh, like people uh. were out late that at night you know and this guy came up and he was like hey I like your boots I'm like thanks you know and we started a conversation at first I was like oh heckles up like I'm gonna make sure Mm -hmm. guy was totally totally chill we went to a diner we talked he was also a musician it was fine I don't know I think it's like a lot of a lot of it is just like really being in touch with your own intuition. I know that sounds super like woo woo and lame, but like be aware of your surroundings, be prepared. Don't let Mm -hmm. your phone fucking die, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've never luckily enough, like any sort of harassment has not been through traveling. It's been in my daily fucking life.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I feel most in danger when I'm walking through my own neighborhood.
2: Well, it's just like it's it's everywhere, you know. I think if you're confronting like sexism or people being dicks, it's going to be fucking everywhere. And it's never yeah, been if, worse if you put, when I'm if traveling. If you put yourself
1: in someone else's conflict, you're going to ask for trouble yeah. in that conflict. And um, also the phone thing yeah. kind of brings up an interesting point. I don't think there's anything that a phone being alive can protect you from that it being dead would prevent.
2: I guess you're right. For me, it's like a...
1: Like there is like the, you know... Ability to call somebody. But it's yeah. like th- they're not there yet and they won't get no. there yet. And, and I, I think you should still fucking call if there's an emergency, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I think there's... um You have a personal responsibility and that is uh, outside of your own autonomy. That is... Yeah. Not, not you, you know, the mm-hmm. phone's not you. I think people should have personal responsibility and like physical comfort, safety and self-awareness
2: and intuition. Yeah, a lot of, of it is being yeah aware of your surroundings. And I like when I was younger, I took some self-defense. Like I would like to do that again. I tend not to because my hands and I play music and I don't want to fuck up my hands.
1: It's, yeah, no, my fucking, I agree.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fuck up my hands, but I think it is important. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the situations I've definitely been in physically dangerous situations before. And, you know, a lot of it was because I wasn't being aware of where I was or I was, you know, Mm -hmm. don't, I wasn't in a safe place. So it's, yeah, being aware of your surroundings, being capable, you know, you don't want to like go to a new place and get wasted and like not be able to, not that it would be your fault if anything happened, but that's just my safety thing of like, I need to be aware of everything that's going on around me.
1: Yeah. Responsibility starts with yourself, Yeah, you know, because then if someone's personally responsible, they're not doing something to the drunk person also. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like
2: I've definitely like seen people, you know, in situations that like probably, that probably weren't good. And I've had to like, like, are you good? Are you sure you're Mm -hmm. good? Yeah. Let me call you a cab. They're
1: compromised. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks.
2: Yeah. It's sadly the way the world is right now, but
1: I mean, I got to tell you from everything I've learned in history, I like it now a lot better than like 10, 20 years ago. It was so
2: funny. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking, but people are always like, yeah, like if you could go back in time, like where would you go? I'm like fucking nowhere. I mean, I could go
1: to any place back in time. I would be very comfortable sister.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like absolutely nowhere else. I'm like, I don't know.
1: When was peak white guy? I will go there. (laughs) I think that's where I'll go.
2: (laughs) Mad Men era. Oh God, (laughs) don't even talk about
1: it. I've never even watched it, but the idea of like scotch and then smack my fucking secretary on the ass or face oh my god I'm gonna binge that tonight yeah
2: I think I think confronting like confronting sexism in like a positive way um like with those fantasies is really good and I think that's where like you know people who are into kink or like bdsm they can like work that stuff out in a really healthy way
1: no, I just want to objectify a woman's smack on her her the it. ass <laughs> in an office setting. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not no, <laughs> dude. I want I to. Tried, I man. want to be day drunk, have a steak in or around my mouth, and when my secretary bends over, say, "Hey, nice ass," and smack it. That's not, that's not my only fucking Mad Men era. You said it. I you did. Said, I brought it said, on. I brought it on. You could have said Roman times. Now I've been like, yeah, Caligula, let's cut her head <laughs> off and fuck it. But I'm not going to, you know, so there's all kinds of different times.
2: Yeah. You, you have your choice. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, of, I'm limited. trying to
1: think of like the place where like the worst place to be a white guy would be. And I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it's the slave owners. The date after slavery was ended. I'm pretty sure I don't want to be that guy there. Don't be
2: that guy.
1: Hey guys, someone has an amazing joke about it and I'm totally like stealing it. you know who it is? I can't, right? It's okay. I I can't think of it right now, but um, it might've been Chappelle. Um, I'd hate to be like, oh, uh, (laughs) we're good, right? That's the joke. Like, (laughs) hey, like we're good, right?
2: (laughs) All right, bees. All these
1: giant like farm worked people with amazing farm strength and you're just sitting there like, What whip? You know? (laughs) Oh, no. I've just been a horrible human
2: being my whole life. Don't worry about it. Jesus.
1: (sighs) I wonder how many slave owners were just removed from their uh, bodies.
2: Oh, their heads? (laughs) Do you think of yourself as your head?
1: No. No. I just think about like um, a big, beautiful ex-slave taking a nasty old white Southerner by the head oh, and yeah, ripping popping it right it off. I like, got you. I no, got like you. predator style, like spinal cord and <laughs> skull.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> which you know, by all means, I'm pretty sure a lot of them deserve that. But they're all dead now, anyway. So yeah, they got they got what was coming to them. <laughs> sad thing, all the slaves are now dead too. So I mean, that's not sad that.
2: Right. They're, they're, the but slaves the, are gone. The well, people, I mean, the, those the people also died. I gotta die. word this carefully. Yeah, careful. <laughs> it's so
1: funny how easily you can say the wrong thing and go, Ah, damn! I lost my whole job over that shit. That was I didn't mean it like that.
2: Yeah, I, I've definitely like I am, I am definitely a little bit of a woo woo person. A lot of podcasts I listen to are like before very we started, woke. she was
1: like Mercury's retrograde. Yeah. she's like I'm a little woo woo. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we could we could get into that, but I won't. But I will say that like you know any of the quote-unquote woke podcasts that I, that I listen to. And this is like, not one of them. Yeah, and that's totally <laughs> fine. I'm down. But, um, you know, they will say things. It, they are, like, uber politically correct to, like, a point where sometimes it's, like, I roll, okay. I roll hard. But, yeah. you know, people are really, really trying.
1: That's really funny that you say that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
2: Finish your thought. Yeah, but they'll fuck up. Mm-hmm. People will call them out. And they'll be like, hey, like when you said that, that's actually pretty offensive to this group of people. Or like you're kind of utilizing this theory that's actually like, you know, was based here and you didn't reference that. And like they'll just go on the next week and be like, I'm sorry, like we got it. Like I'm learning. Like we are constantly trying to like learn to be better people. And I think as long as you're trying to be to learn and be a better person and to Mm -hmm. understand like cultures outside of your own. It's important.
1: That's so right. funny that you said that, like, you listen to the amount uh-huh. of, like, woke podcasts and they have those uh, sensibilities mm-hmm. because when I started listening to podcasts, I was very much, like, peak woke mm-hmm. and I liked it because I was like, oh, these people are saying things that are politically incorrect and this is the only space that I find totally. that this is tolerated in. Yeah. This is awesome. And I remember there's this, um, there's this writer, he's just absolutely the Hollywood elite, but he's like a gay guy. And he says like some of the most like politically incorrect things like I had ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can he get away with him? Cause he's gay. Or is he just like, is he going to get demonized when people, if people don't know he's gay and like all kinds of like, Oh my yeah. God, like wh- wh- where's this happening? And he's one, one of the first podcasts I listened to. Um, Brett Easton Ellis, the guy who wrote American psycho. Oh, and he says some shit or, and, but he says it with like, The absolute, like, most insanely, like, I have no vocabulary Mm -hmm. and no depth of thought compared to this man. Yeah. But he was one of the people where I was like, oh, my God, like, he can say, like, whatever the fuck. Like, I hope my friends don't listen to this someday because I I hope my friends don't know I'm listening to this. (laughs) And it was, but it was just, like, theoretical. Like, he just, like, rant about, like, Hollywood, you know, like, feminism and movies and sexism. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, no one talks about that. And this is the other angle. And it was like, oh, I, there was other side of the conversation mm-hmm. that people were muting and they're having. And then I started listening to comedians and then it got less serious and I'm like, ah, everyone just fucking, and now yeah. I have a podcast and, and say <laughs> stupid shit all
2: the time <laughs> and full the circle cycle continues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think an idea that I've, I, I haven't really been thinking about it a lot recently, but I like the idea of radical empathy where it's like, it sounds super woo woo, but it's not, <laughs> it's kind of like, I should be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who thinks, really horrible things, at Mm -hmm. least in my opinion, like, you know, or has these prejudices or has these ideas, you know, is like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty fucking liberal person and I should be able to sit down with a really conservative person who's like super Mm pro-life and talk about it without it being, um, super emotional. And that's really hard for me. Um, but that's the only way that we can ever kind of like Try to understand Bridge the gap.
1: Talk to the person. I used to I used to get physically uncomfortable and my whole body would get hot and red and I'd get anxious whenever I saw like a MAGA hat. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just like, I'm gonna talk to this person.
2: Yeah, like Like they're more than that hat. I'm never gonna put myself through a conversation with somebody I don't wanna have. Like I will have that boundary. Mm -hmm. If somebody says something really offensive. To me, I will state my opinion, um, but there is something to be said. It's like, yeah, why did you vote for Trump? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I like can see have why. their thoughts.
1: There's like all, I can totally all of America. see why. Yeah.
2: Because like the system fucking sucks and you wanted to change it and you're barely fucking making it. And some guy is telling you that he can fix your problems.
1: Shit, yeah. <laughs> if not? I was in yeah. there, if I was in like middle America, like that would be like, you damn right. Like I'm clearly, there's heroin everywhere. I Maybe this guy's going to change things.
2: Who knows? who knows yeah but you'll never know unless you talk you know and like I don't know it's it's hard and I've definitely gotten in conversations that's like hitting my head against a mm-hmm. wall and I don't do that anymore um oh
1: yeah I uh I used to have parties at this place a lot mm-hmm. and inevitably there'd always be people in the garage arguing about like politics mm-hmm. and I would just like like what the fuck like guys, stop. This is so weird and gross. Like you're not getting anywhere and it's four in the morning. Leave,
2: bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. People get in this just weird chasing tail sort of a thing. Yeah, which it's
1: like I just agree to disagree. I know when I'm not going to agree with someone, mm-hmm. but if they want to talk about something, I'll bridge a gap. Yeah. I'll fucking extend an olive branch. Like that'd be really cool. But if there's some, like, ideological differences, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. I Most of the time, no, we're not changing anything. So I, for the most part, think very similarly to when I was a 16-year-old in philosophy class. Mm-hmm. And I was learning what these different ideologies were in different, yeah. like, places. And I'm like, okay, that's very cool. You know, I'm growing. I, I'm more tolerant of, like, religion than I've ever been mm-hmm. and more tolerant of... um. I'm not very tolerant at all, but you know.
2: (laughs) But you're a little more. I'm
1: getting a little more with each podcast. I can hear myself getting like nicer and more sensitive, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I like think about things. And sorry, the podcast sucks. Uh,
2: This is the last one, actually. Sorry, guys. I
1: say that joke every time. Well, it's funny (laughs) because it's either oh, I think I'm getting too sensitive, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm getting canceled for that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, just a moment is coming up in my head, kind Mm -hmm. of like we can stop talking about that. But anytime. Um. it was actually a serving moment and Mm -hmm. there was um, like a black guy from the military there and I was serving him and there was somebody talking about like something a little racially like sensitive.
1: Oh, I get like, I get, I get big like, yeah. uh, (laughs) And it
2: was really uncomfortable for me. And I was just like, Oh my God, dude. You know? And we ended up, me and this guy, the military guy, we ended up talking and I was like, are you okay? Like, you know, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Somehow it came into like, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm good, you know, da, 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 da. And he's kind of talking about, like, you know, like racism that he deals mm-hmm. with. And then somehow it got, it got into, like, talking about sexism that I deal with. And, like, we both kind of just saw something in each other that we both have no experience well, in. Yeah. And just like, oh, you're a human. You deal with that? I didn't realize you dealt with that. Both and of like, you
1: have to defeat people's expectations of you yeah. every time you interact. Yeah. Every time I, you know, you talk to a white guy. Like, yeah. he has to not be a black stereotype and you Uh have to not be a woman stereotype. You have to be people and you have to defeat those. And it's probably you putting in a little more effort with each interaction with people Mm -hmm. than like I fucking put in. I mean, in a way I'm like, I don't want to be like a gross, boring, like white guy. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't want to be stale crackers. (laughs) Actually, actually I found out that's not why they say cracker, but continue.
2: Yeah. Um, no, that's basically, it. it's just like, there are times in my life where I've been able to have conversations with either people who I disagree with or people who, you know, are going through a, a different struggle. And it's like, it's not like a, sometimes it's not this like crazy struggle. It's just like, it's a daily thing. It's something that beats you down over time. You know, it's just like people like whittle away. Yeah. People can well, become bitter. Now it's a little, what's really interesting is this next generation is like, Like the idea of like gender fluid is amazing to me. Like that as a society, we're becoming more and more comfortable with it. Um, And I'm very excited about like the future. That Mm -hmm. makes me excited about the future. I'm like these young dudes, they know what's up, (laughs) you know, like they're becoming more tolerant and more aware of each other. I think
1: without a doubt, I've never seen so many people tolerant of, people that I would classify as like weirdos or like yeah, people yeah, acting yeah. like strange or just doing it for attention. Like I've never seen such a group of people go, yeah, that's okay. That's cool. That's normal. It's yeah. like my version of like trying to, uh, advocate for like gay marriage being legalized mm-hmm. when I was younger. Like right. these kids are doing it in a different way. Now this is a conversation to have. I don't believe in gender fluidity. So, uh, like I'm like that ah, there's, there's one or the other. What are you talking about? Hmm. You, you can't fix it. So like, and that could be changed. And I could be totally just ha- not have the same information. Yeah. And like, that's an interesting like divide there. Yeah, totally. Between For people. me,
2: it's, it's maybe with something, I mean, I've definitely like personally, first I'm going to talk personally and then I'm going to step it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, a challenge. So personally, like I've always felt that I am a woman. Mm-hmm. I've always been not comfortable in my body. I definitely have some like dysmorphia in my life and like, you yeah, know, whatever, like, like, like right we all now. hate ourselves at some point, but that's it's something I've been working on. Um, yeah. And I've been through trauma in my life. So like my relationship with my body is interesting. Um, but I've definitely felt a little more masculine some days, a little more feminine some days and like, like riding those waves. Um, but I've never been like, I totally should be in a different body now someone who is very close to me recently came out mm-hmm. um, and as like trans or genderfluid okay and um, it was it was definitely not a shock but it was um, it's been a process and it's also like one of the easiest things to do well
1: i believe in trans people i hope yeah. you know i believe in no, trans no 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 <laughs> totally but
2: like i uh, but i do see like the binary is so strange to me like Mm -hmm. the idea I'm definitely like sexually fluid like I'm attracted to anybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I'm attracted to them and so for me I feel like gender fluid is very similar to that you know what I mean it's like
1: well well, I can understand it in the sense that like when I'm speaking with women I can be a little more feminine and I can uh embrace like their sensibilities Mm -hmm. and same thing when I'm around men I can embrace that sort of and I understand that there is like I am now personally having fluidity between uh, gender identities and yeah. gender roles, and I have that feeling that I can embrace. So mm-hmm. I can relate to that subject of, like, people. Uh, I'm feeling a little yeah. more feminine today. Well, I think it's also a little more masculine today. the
2: idea of gender fluidity to me, and again, like, I am no fucking expert, but, like, the fact that, like, we have these roles is, like, this is what it means to be a man, and this is what it means to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're not either of those things, or maybe sometimes you are those things and sometimes you're not, like that is fluid to me because those things are constructs they're not mm-hmm. fucking real
1: i'm yeah there, i mean there's traditional archetypes you will always have <laughs> yeah. like an alpha wolf and there will always be yeah. leader of the pack but for the most part like i think it's really interesting to see how like human as a species is progressing past the ideas of like traditional like biological uh the, what we thought to be true 50 yeah. years ago like that's a fucking trip because People are born and they're like, but I think I'm a woman and I'm Mm -hmm. in a man's body. This is unfortunate. This is obviously there was some wires crossed and someone's, you know, and maybe it was just like, unfortunately, there was some overproducing. And Mm -hmm. now now we have people that are unfortunate, have in fucking unfortunate circumstances.
2: Yeah. Um, It was really interesting. I was, God, I don't fucking remember because I was, it was. I was, Like on the East Coast, and I was tired, and I was driving to the airport. Um, but there was something that just came on like NPR, and mm-hmm. they were talking about like the science even behind gender fluidity. So it's not just like an idea mm-hmm. or a philosophy. Of course, or like, NPR did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I did say I was a liberal, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I'm, I feel like identity, oh, I, I'm very much about deconstructing um, just. Societal constructs whether that's in Relationship anarchy or like You know gender fluidity it's like there's no Fucking rules this is all like it doesn't Have to be yeah
1: and I think that there is A way to operate in traditional circumstances As long as it's positive and really Growth and producing it's nothing
2: To like be like putting down any Sort of like oh like You're so heteronormative And you have like you know yeah Like that's not I'm just gonna say To anyone who is not (laughs) like that's not An
1: insult when someone's like oh you're heteronormative normative oh did you just call me normal like ow my fucking my big straighty feelings over here we're okay
2: yeah but you know what i mean like there's nothing wrong with that i think there's just so many people that have been forced to be confined in these ideas of what society has put on them that it's like it's really unhealthy for a lot of people whether that's their gender their sexuality like their relationship orientation their how they create there's I don't know I just fuck fuck all that I don't yeah
1: I, I, I think everyone should be allowed to do anything they want mm-hmm. that's not hurting anyone or taking rights away from anyone yeah and vice versa and I think like I like I I don't really believe in gender fluidity in the mm-hmm. sense that like I'm a boy today and I'm a girl tomorrow like I think that's preposterous but I do think that there is transgenderism and I do think that people sometimes mm-hmm. their mental biology is born in the wrong fucking body that sucks I don't want that to happen I also don't want them to now police, like, the words other people use or do something that infringes on, like, someone's personal civil civil liberties of, like, whatever the fuck it may be. And Mm -hmm. I I, I, I like that there's, like, freedom of expression and I like that everyone could do whatever the fuck they want. And when it comes to, like, controlling other people's thoughts or, like, the idea that this conversation couldn't Mm -hmm. happen because some people were, like – for lack of a better phrase, triggered by it or it it was something that they didn't agree with and they were like, this is clearly in bad taste or something like, "Why you don't get to tell us to not. Right. say it or do yeah. it. You know? And
2: I think, again, like I'm probably not the best person to talk to you about. It. I think it would be really interesting for you to probably talk to somebody who
1: you identifies it, as gender fluid. Ed- yeah, absolutely. And you that's know? what was my next thought. It was like, I am like that I'm the doors kind of be opened yeah. by someone like yourself. Mm-hmm. And then maybe someday I can have someone who identifies as gender fluidity. And I want to have the conversation, but I don't want it to be um, change my mind, you know, no, type of just, thing. No, it's just,
2: again, like radical empathy. Like I can understand that that's not something you may fully understand or believe in, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me think any less of you. It's, Mm -hmm. it's something that's like, Oh, you probably just need to have more conversations to just at least have all of the information.
1: Yeah. And that's a start. And so much of enlightenment comes from information and a whole lot of uh, ignorance and prejudice comes from lack of information. Yeah,
2: Again, it's like travel conversation. I think like so much for me is like, I'm definitely not like there's a like specific meaning to life, but it definitely for me is like, what is life unless you're like, living it with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And like some people just want to live in their little bubble with their little people mm-hmm. and that's fine. But for me, it's like, I want to make as many connections as possible, like genuine connections as possible. Even if it's just like, yeah, this is the last time we ever talk again. I'm glad that we did it. And well, it's not,
1: not the last time. It's talk not again, going but you know what to I mean. be, but yeah. you
2: know what I mean? Like, or when you're traveling and like you meet somebody at an airport and like you have a real discussion and you're being honest and you're like, wow, cool. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just think, that a lot of my meaning in life is having connection and understanding people like I want to know like if I could read everybody's mind and get up in their fucking head like if I, could I would read
1: everybody's be... mind I'd be masturbating a lot be, <laughs> like I could I, I'd be like well, I can't leave the fucking house again yeah. because my neighbor that bitch you know
2: it's just so people are really fascinating to me I don't know maybe I should uh People are working in an office making spreadsheets all
1: day. I don't know, but there's something. (laughs) So I think it's important to do something like difficult and annoying like that Mm -hmm. because my best ideas and the most focus I've had um, to do the things I want has been stuck at a fucking like job that bores me to tears. And I'm like, but I have a freedom thought. You know, I have a thought about my (laughs) own fucking life and I write it down and I put it in my pocket and then I get home and then I fucking grind into it. So it's like, "Ah, that's all the only life I got.
2: It's like scarcity makes you appreciate.
1: Scarcity breeds productivity. Yeah.
2: In a way. I mean, it's definitely not the way I want to live. Um, I definitely don't want to think in a, like a scarcity mindset or whatever. But but you
1: also don't want to be, uh, flooded. Can't flood the market of thought or freedom.
2: Honestly. Like I, I would say like one of my biggest prejudices is people who, um, and I'm trying to work on it is people who have a lot of money and have a lot of time. Um it's really hard for me to really That to just them. sounds
1: like envy. That's okay.
2: Yeah. It's it's hard because it's like I have no fucking time. Mm-hmm. I don't have this and it's like you're complaining about this thing or like yeah i'm seeing all of the crazy shit you're doing it's like of course you can do it it's like it's not a fucking miracle you have all the time the money, oh and the i world. break them down
1: in my head and i'm like you're probably not funny um like you probably have a little dick yeah, and like you're humanizing no, you know, uh, the
2: <laughs> people that they are but like i have it it's it's very ingrained in me like i get mad about it like me too.
1: I, I see a couple of people on like on social media i just mute them because they're just like oh my god like the worst part is when they have like they're doing rich people things and then they have to like try to fake the like poor people thought individuality in their or, captions yeah, and so- i'm like you don't have that much depth you have that much money that bought all those words for you not your experience you fucker
2: yeah and everybody again it's like everybody has their own stuff this, it's is, just- this is just a
1: broke guy like bitching <laughs> <and> fucking
2: same <laughs> this is a broke guy bitching um, <laughs> no it's it's just hard especially like when i see a lot of people who who create And I don't have that time There is I'm getting to the point Where it's like I need to carve out more time Because I'm becoming A little bitch about it You know I'm like Yeah of course You're doing this thing Because you have All the fucking time In the world And you've never Worked a day in your life You idiot <laughs> You
1: know I would love to Raise a kid And it just be like The stupidest Most spoiled brat Never works a day In his life And be like Oh yeah see That was so worth it Wasn't it <laughs> uh, Yeah oh, Dying alone On your deathbed Huh Lots of money Just just <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny cuz people are like money can't buy happiness. Yeah, but like it can buy uh, me fucking time.
1: Oh, it it can buy I'm, I'm sorry. Uh oh, money can buy a s- security to pursue happiness.
2: Yeah. To- totally. Like yeah, I don't need I don't need a lot, but like I'd like a little more.
1: <laughs> Always. Yeah. There's a, probably a little more. I, I will be honest though. I am so content in this fucking bedroom. Yeah. it blows by also i don't fucking pay for the rent so th- yeah. that's part of it um but like if i could have this bedroom exactly how it is uh somewhere else like i'd be i'd be i parent. think
2: you can i think, I think you could. can make but that like, happen Dreams are reality ceiling.
1: i love that the ceiling's yeah. big like this is the biggest room i've ever lived in this is amazing I you could
2: stack at least three of you in this room yeah
1: oh that'd be horrible <laughs> <laughs> three smelly farting fat-headed guys <laughs> like Oh, gender fluid he's not real shut up <laughs> Like just, just fucking... knock him down a peg yeah. <laughs> you're sleeping on the top bunk with the fucking cobwebs I have to pee go for it okay alright hey bad etiquette listener if you're enjoying the show and would like to support the podcast you can donate to our paypal at paypal.me slash bad dallas <laughs> Okay, so yes. yeah, I gotta ask you, uh you have armpit hair
2: I as a do. girl. I do. Why do you have
1: armpit hair as a girl? <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. I um, thought
1: they were supposed to shave it. Yeah, that you're supposed to hair. do all of the
2: things that they tell you to do. You're not a mammal. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not like, I never shave my body hair out of, um, you know, like some sort of solidarity with the
1: feminists. It's not that. It's
2: just like, I kind of am comfortable in a lot of different ways. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, let me shave my legs and put on some tights and feel all fancy. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I'm just like, "Mm, don't want to. Fair enough. And I do actually like the way armpit hair looks on a woman.
1: I, I do too. I'm into it. Kylie's had armpit hair before and I'm like, nice i like it yeah, you know i could take I'll it or like leave it. it like it's totally like i think it's a totally normal good look on both ways you know yeah what I mean?
2: no 100 percent. that's
1: why i want to bring it up i want to tell you how enlightened i am with yeah yeah i'm
2: i don't know it's just i again like yeah growing up as a woman and i don't know am i You're a millennial, yeah. Yeah, I am a millennial, but like my preteen time was like Britney Spears time, like early two thousands or teenage time or whatever
1: peak. Low waist, low rise jeans. Oh
2: yeah, and my ass is way too big for those. Like, I can't, I can't do that. That's not the way I'm built. Give me those. Give me them mom jeans. I look great in them. But it was just strange, like body conceptions, you know, of just like, oh my god, I have to like, this is what's attractive, and that's like all I'm being fed is these images it's it does some shit to you I'm
1: sure. sure I mean it's also not not attractive too no, so there, absolutely there's some, not. I had to, I had to um have like a, a semblance of reasoning when I was younger because I was like oh like muscles on a guy is good and like yeah. a lot of people have complimented me on like broad shoulders from when I was a, a kid and I was like that's weird um <laughs> you're an adult uh, <laughs> uh, don't this, look at me like yeah, that <laughs> yeah but I was like oh like people do like that like that's what if you, there's a fantastic quote mm-hmm. by someone you probably would never agree with, but uh-huh. um it's just a quote. Yeah, I'm listening. Um, if you can have something going for you, for you why mm-hmm. not have it going for yourself? Oh yeah. Like why not dress nice if you can dress nice? Why not be in shape if you can be in shape? I why not style your hair that day you if you could? You feel
2: good. It's, it's true. You know. That's
1: probably where it should be taken. That's where that quote yeah, should be put. For me,
2: it's like, whatever makes you feel hot. Like, if you want to be hot, then, like, if that's hot mm-hmm. to you, then fucking do it. You know? Like, whatever. You, yeah. And I'm not, like, that's, like, uh like the epitome of what I want to be. But it's, like, whatever makes you feel good. I
1: almost put cologne on before you showed up. Uh-huh. But I was, like, I don't fucking need to do that. Yeah. But a part of me was, like, I hope she thinks I smell good. <laughs>
2: like, that's the only
1: reason I have cologne is because I want people around me to be, like, yeah, that guy smells, smells, good. smells pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> And then I like I picked it up and was like set it down. I was like I fucking this doesn't matter. This yeah, is ridiculous. this doesn't feel I don't good. Need this right and now. like
2: I go through. I could so tell many... it was like
1: grossly premeditated. Totally, I was, like, totally, totally, totally.
2: Nope. Yeah, I get in my head a lot, and I don't really get in my head. Like I definitely take time to get ready when like before a gig and stuff. But it's not anymore to be like, I want an image. It's more like what am I going to be fucking comfortable in? what is it gonna like what am I going to like feel strong. In? I
1: I specifically dress to the antithesis of my environment mm-hmm. just to be an asshole. Like uh-huh. like when I go to like a punk show, like I like looking like a preppy jock yeah, yeah, guy yeah. or anything. Or like something like just a little more put together. Mm-hmm. And then like if I'm going somewhere where like, you know, like if I have jury duty, I'm gonna be wearing like a dead Kennedys t shirt, like, ah fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no there's no, you know,
2: yeah, it's it's very I am I am uh it totally depends on the situation, but I will take a lot of time getting it. for a while. I was like, I love mm-hmm. fucking sequins. That's what I'm going to fucking be doing every time I play. Or It's like, I'm nice. going to pay my fucking face every time I do a show, you know, like, but I realized that was all kind of like, mm, I envy masking.
1: I envy musicians, um, like personal, like appearance and the creativity they mm-hmm. can have on stage. Cause you can do whatever the fuck you want up there. Oh yeah. As long as you have some music with it, it's just accepted. Yeah. You know? And if it's, not accepted at first it becomes so cool in the end and yeah. it's like oh fuck some, like a, some a lot of avant-garde stuff ends up floating to the top and being quite normal totally
2: totally i um yeah for me it's like it's always a question of like is this why am i doing it's all about intention like why am i doing this am i mm-hmm. doing this because this is what makes me feel comfortable am i doing this because i have a specific aesthetic i want to go for and this is mm-hmm. like part of the art and like for me it was like what i Like what I'm presenting like... Physically, whether mm-hmm. it's like in co- costuming and stuff, is like actually not enhancing what I'm doing on stage. It doesn't really matter. Okay. What matters is like, that's a personal thing. Well, you know, and it's, it's been a growth for me. Cause yeah. I like, like, I would love to have a band and be dramatic as fuck and wear all this weird shit mm-hmm. and have like a thing, but that's just not what I'm doing right now. You know? And it's a lot of it is integration, like integrating who I am as a person and who I am as an artist.
1: Yeah. That, I, yeah, you're, I, you, everyone has to find like they're at least, us um find like a happy medium yeah. I dress like a fucking dock worker 90% of the time <laughs> just because I'm like I feel safe and comfortable and I feel like men will respect me and women will also respect me uh-huh. uh in some way I don't know like, I don't even know why I would dress like that it's literally just like this is comfortable and it looks cool and there's like neutral colors and um I'm getting like more and more away from like t-shirts with graphics on them yeah but sometimes it gets sucked right back into a good one you know like i bought this shirt because there's a graphic but it's on the back so it's like ah i changed my you know like there's a back t-shirt you don't have to look at it i don't have to look at it but someone's (laughs) gonna be like that guy's pretty cool because like when i see people and if i see something that looks cool on someone i want to do that too that's Uh, that's how i think
2: t-shirts are like band t-shirts artist Mm t-shirts like things like that. i don't have a lot of t-shirts i'm not gonna lie but like i love finding yeah if there's some rad art on it Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it.
1: Yeah, I specifically dressed like this because I was like, oh, black jeans. I got to have a white shirt. Can't be too much black. Then yeah. people are going to think I'm like some <laughs> weird goth kid. But I
2: am. I, I am also deep a down. I weird goth yeah. kid deep down. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was too much. It was too much.
2: Yeah. I think, I don't know. It's, it's, I have yeah. a multi, mul- multiple thoughts on it of like, yeah, like you are not what you look like, but also mm-hmm. like, I think for me, it's important to present who I am and being authentic in who I am. Um, and that means that I'm gonna wear shit that I like. That, that's, the, that's the fucking <laughs> end of it is like, I
1: like wearing shit like I like the, the way I like. Uh-huh. Um, I hate when my biggest fear or like biggest insecurity is like people think I dress a certain way means I think a certain way.
2: Mm. Yeah, 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 totally. That,
1: Cause like sometimes I like dressing like a fucking, like a big Second Amendment guy type Mm -hmm. of thing, you know, I mean, not that I'm not, but like, (laughs) like I also like dressing like, like I want like a fucking like camo hat and like a, like a tight, like fucking military shirt type, Mm -hmm. one of those, like, what are they fucking called? The fucking glory, whatever ass black rifle coffee company, one of that Uh shit. And I want, and I want like a Yeti thing. And then I want like, (laughs) like jeans and like boots and I just want to look like a dude today. And then some days I want to be like, I want like my hair all fucking like messy and have like a, you know, like a V neck t-shirt and look like very like Mm -hmm. artsy and like deep and i want to, people to smell me and whatever you know <laughs> and i just like want to bridge i just want to go there but i don't want people to think like oh gross this guy's one second away from deporting me because of his fucking outfit or yeah. oh this guy's definitely only eats soy and kale because he dresses that <laughs> way i'm like i just i just want to fucking look like that today so i get i love talking about fashion i love mm-hmm. talking about clothes i love talking about like where they came from and i like just being like absolutely transparent about why i wear
2: shit yeah these i will tell you about my shoes these are new. oh
1: what shoes you're
2: um they're some weird toms that i got surf connection it's pretty cool um they i had to get my kids shoes and they are slightly spoiled and they wanted mm-hmm. um like vans and adidas dude or that's whatever. the
1: sweetest thing parents can do is spoil them a little bit with shoes like yeah. shoes are like a, a great Totally. And it's like, yeah, this.
2: you want solid shoes that will last and like you like the style and I want you to be comfortable. So it's been a few months, <laughs> we'll get you some shoes. And so I got them a couple pairs of shoes and I came to the cash register and they're like, Oh, you know, these are both you know, like sixty bucks, they both are. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I was like, God, do I look, that yeah, do, I look do I look that and broke, And they're like, Oh no, there's just there's a sale going on. Like if, if you get uh shoes mm-hmm. that are over fifty dollars, like anything in the sale room is ten dollars mm-hmm. and I was like, let me get they, up in that all the sales time. room. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is where these are from and That's awesome. they're like little weird peanut butter shoes.
1: Um, okay, you sold you warmed my heart when you said peanut butter. You describe <laughs> anything peanut butter. I'm like, I'm in if someone's like Trump twenty twenty peanut butter, I'm like, ah damn, he's got my book <laughs> Make I'm me a kidding. sandwich. Yeah yeah
2: um. <laughs> Not like that <laughs> Okay, But yeah, I like them a lot and I don't know why and they're a little absurd, but they're rad.
1: <laughs> I don't think they're that absurd. Um, those Maybe are the shoes I would like expect you to wear. Oh good I'd be good. like oh, of course you can wear meeting those fucking my expectations
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> If I was pain- but that's what I'm afraid of is I, I got to be honest with you when it comes to shoes, I wear the most boring fucking shoes on the planet. Mm-hmm. So the shoes I have on right now, the exact same pair in the closet that are old i just bought the same pair again
2: i have an issue where i buy a lot of shoes that i never wear and they're all thrift store shoes it's like okay
1: okay is that is that a fucking chick thing or is that like you thing because uh i don't know i've never met a woman who doesn't have multiple goddamn pairs of shoes and if there is a woman out there that only has one or two pairs of shoes stay away from her she's a fucking lunatic
2: (laughs) i mean i only have one or two pairs of shoes that i really wear often
1: that means she only has her like uh mental hospital slippers stay away from her fucking
2: lunatic (laughs) get out of here um But I do have like a closet. Like I have one of those shoes full of like weird shoes. And mostly it's like I'll wear heels one day and I put them on. I'm like, I look like an injured giraffe. I'm never wearing heels. So usually I'm I'm wearing boots and uh, or like some slip ons or something. But I don't know. I like these guys. They're comfy. Um,
1: Slip ons are cool. girls and slip-ons are match made in heaven. Kylie has these fucking checkered slip-ons that uh, I bought her for Christmas. I'm amazing boyfriend. Um, (laughs) Best boyfriend ever. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And I I totally got her the dude size five. And I I was was like, oh yeah, these are definitely just complete ignorance again. (laughs) Fucking. (laughs) And they they look great in every goddamn outfit she has Uh on. I'm like, fuck dude, like fucking slip-ons and girls like go together. Yeah,
2: the one problem with like certain slip-ons though, you gotta wear socks with them.
1: Oh yeah, they are stinky. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like she's or something, began wearing Because
2: like I'll be like in my office doing nothing. I'm just sitting there.
1: And then the shoe farts. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like,
2: oh my <laughs> God, how did my feet get so fucking sweaty? Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I know. I used I used to wear the same exact pair of slip-ons and I just have cankles that start at my <laughs> at my calf and at my big toes. Like they I have hobbit feet like a motherfucker. Yeah, I just can't do it. I have to wear the most basic, boring like dude skate shoes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I can't wear like, like like cool shoes.
2: What what's a cool dude shoe?
1: Like, like like a shoe like Jacob Cole's wearing. You know what I mean? Like cool oh, yeah. dude shoes.
2: He's even sponsored by those shoes right now.
1: <sighs> what an fucking asshole! I can't wait to Jacob talk shit Cole? to him about it.
2: You're too fucking cool. Get out of here. He'll be he'll Jacob, be he'll
1: be on here next month. Uh, <laughs> so
2: Jacob and I are very close. We. I dated Jacob when I was 13. Me too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, wow, that's an age gap, Jacob. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, he was he was older than <laughs> me. It was horrible. It was illegal. Um, but we were first roommates. Like he's one of my best friends, mm-hmm. friends for life. I love him to death. But yeah, sometimes he's too cool. I'm like Jake the
1: fuck out yeah can't stand him Gross. i can't wait to have him on <laughs> and, and just roast him Be like okay. listen to you fucking hipster motherfucker oh <laughs> uh, no he, he's such a good sport i love him um good sport he's older than me good sport that's see i'm a fucking i'm like archaically like people just say like dallas you're a 60 year old white man all the time
2: i'm like i'm just grumpy I can't hold it. <laughs> i'm just a grumpy
1: guy kids today i have no fucking yeah that's exactly how i am but
2: uh, Oh, can't of- wear cool shoes. Yeah, Jacob Cole. Sorry, yeah. I'm gonna do a little interject uh, promo. Let's do it. Um, I am playing with Jacob Cole at Soho, uh, in Santa Barbara Soho. I think it's like restaurant and music mm-hmm. club. Um, me and him will be playing along with. Uh, sorry, this guy changed his moniker, so I am trying.
1: Spirit to- Gun. Spirit and Gun. Raymond. Thank you.
2: And Raymond. Anyway. Uh, Spirit Gun
1: and Raymond. <laughs> no,
2: it's Spirit Gun was Corey leader now spirit gun and Mm -hmm. then Raymond somebody. And I'm so bad. And I'm sorry, Raymond, if you, I didn't even write Raymond's
1: name down. I just remember the first part.
2: (sighs) Anyway, we're playing Soho ethnic.
1: She's racist. She can't remember the nickname. Okay. Um. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Soho March 24th, we're going to be playing there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be chill. And then, um, another gig I have is March 30th with Tom Brousseau, who's really rad. Um, He's played in Lompoc a few times, but he's mm-hmm. been on, like, NPR Tiny Desk, and he's oh, just cool. a brilliant songwriter. Where, where's that show at? Um, that's at A Satellite of Love in Slow, which nice. is one of my favorite venues. I've never
1: been, and I'm excited to check this place out, yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's
2: really adorable. I love intentional listening rooms. Mm-hmm. I know that's, yeah. It's true, though. I do. I love when I people- cringe so hard when this I know, I know. lady <laughs> said that. <laughs> but, like, when somebody is coming there for a purpose, like, to me, music is very- um, intentional intentional and it's very like and it can be fun and intentional it could be serious and intentional but it's like it's you know part of like my spirituality you know so it's like going to church you're like okay we're all here Mm -hmm. to do this they sing those
1: songs at church for a reason yeah they're direct for that yeah
2: i grew up in church and it's not my bag um but there were moments that were really beautiful and it was usually like going and listening to music and being like intentional about it. Um, but so I'm excited about that. And then March 7th, which I know is going behind, um, I'm playing that Dolores Huerta house for a working FEMS festival. That's
1: Isla Vista.
2: Isla Vista. Yeah.
1: Santa Barbara, Isla Vista area. College town. That'll be interesting.
2: Uh, they said there's going to be music, poetry, crafts and witchcraft. So I'm down. Nice.
1: You're down? Okay. I'm down. I'm down with the There's witch. There's no Anyways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another conversation for later. <laughs> um,
1: I know. I, I love, like, the aesthetic of witch things, too, mm-hmm. though. So I'm it such a be- hypocrite. I'm such a fucking big fucking... It's become
2: very... um. I have I have weird thoughts about it um because I definitely have always been into that kind of thing and then like it became this insane like pop culture like phenomenon right now. Yeah.
1: Puts and a bad it's bad taste in my mouth.
2: Yeah, there's some things where it's just like I think any sort of like holistic stuff or anything that's like super in- like meant to be like spiritual and then it's used in a way that's um
1: capitalism. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, or just very <laughs> very like you're not you're not really believing these things it's not
1: it's disingenuous it's It's another (laughs) costume for this phase of your life
2: right but also then there's also like the positive of it's like people have community now and they feel understood but then there are Mm -hmm. definitely those people that are being an asshole about it
1: so I'm gonna relate it to something I experienced uh Uh, when you said they have something they can relate to and they have a community about it Mm -hmm. now well um when I was growing up I started going to like hardcore shows and punk Mm -hmm. shows and metal shows and I was like I love like extreme music but they had uh, a community Uh and everyone related Uh to this thing. And it was this super disjointed, gross, like this, is you're faking, you're faking liking this to be a part of this community. And then you're being rude and shitty to each other. I don't believe in music scenes. I don't believe in a punk scene or hardcore scene. I think uh, it's all make believe and preposterous. And I don't uh, fucking submit or subscribe to any of that shit. Mm -hmm. I hate the fact that people go dress up in their in their like costumes yeah. and show up at the place and then go we're this and do we agree on that? Because it's like no, you're not. It's fake. You're fucking faking so hard. It's so gross and disingenuous. So that's why I'm like I'm wearing a metal shirt at a punk show to like fuck with them. Yeah, you know, and I'm no, dressing, I You know, that totally. That's, that's where like my mindset's why I'm trying to subvert that.
2: Mm-hmm. I there's definitely. I've always felt very like. I love people. I love talking to people. Sometimes I'm very inward. I've I've just recently realized I'm probably more of an introvert than an extrovert. Even though I love talking to people, it's like how I recharge. I mm-hmm. don't recharge in a group of people, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, like give me all your juju, mm-hmm. like uh you know. Sometimes I ride that wave, yeah. but it's not like what uh, makes me feel good the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I need a again more alone time, more chill time. But what I was getting at is there's this like mythical idea of community or family Mm -hmm. um, that can be very positive in a way when it's people who are being authentic Mm -hmm. and um, like really looking out for people, you know, when it's like everybody's looking like watching each other's backs, whatever, Um, which I haven't experienced yet. So this is why I'm like, "Uh, I don't know how it is, but I'm sure it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's like the other side of it. It's like the, (laughs) When you're looking for that, like, oh, I want to be a part of something, like, I want to, like, I want this to be a thing that I can be a part of because I'm lonely and I want to be with people. Yeah. Like, it can turn into a sense into, of belonging. Yeah. It yeah, can turn that. into, I guess, it can turn into a negative thing. That's how I, people get into cults, mm-hmm. you know? And it can also, it's just a vulnerable place to be in. And I'm really glad I'm not in that place. Like, yes, I love meeting people. I love finding people I can relate with. I would love the idea of having a community to raise my teenagers in where they're like comfortable. And like, Mm -hmm. I know that like we can agree on certain things and we have similar values. Values is important to me. Um, but I'm really happy that I am comfortable enough in myself where I'm not like, Oh, I need, I need, I, the need, I need a thing, I thing. need a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, when people, like when I was not in a relationship, um, it was very easy for me to see how a lot of people, including myself would get into that weird zone of like using people for connection and not even like, I'm not saying like fucking everybody, which is fine.
1: But, I didn't even take it there, but yeah, that's funny. But,
2: you know, Like, yeah, I'm not even, like, yeah, I'm using you for my physical needs, but like using people in for connection and like getting on your app and being like, I just really need to talk to somebody right now. And like, I don't know what to do. And like, mm-hmm. I don't even really want to be in a relationship right now, but like I want to talk to somebody and like, this yeah. is how I can talk to people and people get in this, Scarcity mindset of like connection, and I think that's where it gets weird. And I think that also extends mm-hmm. to like having that community of strangeness. I got, in the and the, like,
1: I got to be honest like, with you, it's so transparent to like certain people when mm-hmm. people are just changing wigs for whatever community yeah. they're in. Like I know people where I'm like, you're just wearing these clothes cause you're a fucking poser and you're just, it's whatever's in right now. And mm-hmm. I know you were like this last year cause you were at the fucking, you were at the dubstep thing and now you're at like the hardcore thing and now you're doing this yeah. thing. And, uh, and now it, you're, you're, you're what you're a, a Bernie thing or you're a Trump thing or like everyone like rotates these mm-hmm. like costumes for this gross sense of belonging. And it's like, I know who you are and it's the person that just is multifaceted in the most shallow way. Yeah. Cause you're just like, I'm here and here and here and I just rotate, change, change. And it's mm-hmm. like, I want to know who you're going to arrive at. Cause it's really great. Like people, it's very transparent. Like me and right. my friends, we see people like this is, um, uh, uh, a fucking little look into like the eyes of like, um, misogyny and like uh, mm-hmm. sexism men have like we're always like oh there's this fucking like hang around like poser girl just mm-hmm. like that's why guys will be, be like oh nice band t-shirt name three albums because like they think you're faking they they're like it's gross and people right. shouldn't do that and i'm gonna wear you know whatever fucking t-shirt i want yeah you shouldn't be questioned for it but the reason i know the reason they're doing it because i thought i was like this person the fucking poser People used to question me like, oh, nice Ramones t-shirt. Yeah. Well, you don't even know what Rocket, Rocket to Russia is. I'm like, no, I, I swear to do I don't. No, I don't. Okay. You know, Like it's because people are like, there's been too many disingenuous people like clouding up our community. So there's people who do have, that's their value. Yeah. They're like identify their value. It's gross. I don't yeah, agree with weird. it. I don't think people should be like that, but I think because I've experienced that and have done that, I know where
2: they're coming yeah, from. Yeah. And I think that's part, again, it's like we don't want to see that because we know we've all been there. We've Mm -hmm. all been kids. Uh, We've all been a poser. We've all been kids trying shit on, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I've lived long enough to where it's like, I will gain more interests and I will know more things and what I'm not, but I'm never going to be like all this thing or all that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we're multifaceted people. You're allowed to like whatever you fucking like. But when you make this one thing, your identity, like it makes me uncomfortable when I say that to other people because I've definitely tried to do that as like a, you know, 12 year old. Of course yeah. you're going to try to do that. like you're fitting stuff on for size, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing if it fits. It's just there is a time in your life where it's like, are you working on yourself and knowing who you are or are you just trying to like find a place to somebody tell you who you are?
1: And I almost did that like in spite of things. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to work on myself. So you guys are stuck in your dumb clicks, <laughs> you know. Like I, that's what this kind of book helped. With. It's yeah. like, oh, like Henry Rollins is, he's in this punk scene and he's literally, this entire tour book he has is just like talking shit about punks. And I was like, wow, they do suck. Thank God. You know? <laughs> and there was like this big moment where he was talking shit about weed and I'm like, yeah, cause I was like a big sober person mm-hmm. for like majority of my life. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's so gross. Why do people do that? It's just a plant. And then I was like, oh, it is. It's just a plant. He's the, and now he's like super chill about it. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. What a sweet Sweetie. People he even he grew and I was like looking at his like 1980s mentality mm-hmm. and I just had to like catch up. I don't know. I don't know. Where I'm going with that.
2: No, no. What you're saying it's <sighs> what's interesting when you follow somebody like that that you have a close relationship to um, artistically. I guess mm-hmm. that would be um, and you something that's more autobiographical and you can see their evolution and it allows you to evolve well
1: that's so true because for example um i said i started listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. and what i liked about them was like a lot of the politically incorrect aspects to Mm it i've listened to podcasts from that those years now and went oh that's gross i don't agree with that and the ones i'm still listening to don't agree with that either yeah they don't fucking think that way either and they've changed and they've improved and like by default, and like by surroundings, like so have I, mm-hmm. and it's totally allowed for that to happen.
2: Yeah, and I was like, holy fucking shit! So like,
1: I just, I agree. Yes, I meet you. Yeah. I had an example, and yes. I said it. You yes, you did it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I think my, I try to. Sur- this is like kind of stretching a little bit off off of that, but like one of my most important things that I have is my time, and so mm-hmm. I try to she's very carefully who I spend and give my time to.
1: Well, then I appreciate this privilege. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, and basically meaning like, I'm definitely not like snobbish in any way. It's just like, if you're not working as on yourself as a person, like you don't deserve my time.
1: It's true.
2: Like if you're not actively like trying to be the best version of yourself and like, Learning and like growing. You're just going to weigh me down. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> like, what's the point? I'm not
1: going to stagnate with you. Yeah, yeah. I can't just
2: be in this one little like dynamic forever. It's very important to me. Yeah.
1: And Lompoc definitely a stagnant place. I think Lompoc, the word literally means stagnant water. That's but
2: what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. But I, I think I've it's heard true. i it. Because
1: think about how many people just stagnate yeah. here.
2: Yeah. And I think you can create a beautiful life here too. It's just like, it's not for me.
1: Both are possible. You're right. Yeah. Well, I I'm so thank you so much for yeah. coming on my podcast. Yeah, this thank you for uh, having has been me. fantastic. Um like she said, she has shows March 7th and I Vista the Dolores Huerta House uh, Soho Santa Barbara. Fantastic venue. I love that place. Yeah, me too. Um my last experience there was fucking shitty, but <laughs> it was it was the crowd. Uh, March 24th with Jacob Jacob Cole Spirit Gun and Raymond, last name unknown uh, and, <laughs> and Satellite of Love on mm-hmm. March 30th in Slow which sounds like a really fucking cool place and yeah. I can't wait to check it out, check it out. Um, any last thoughts any parting words
2: no I'm no? good thank you for having me cool
1: absolutely anytime come back I'm always here um, I like doing repeat guests because the next conversation is going to be a complete trip be totally different. <laughs> Exactly. and this is the bad etiquette podcast where the fuck are you <laughs>